Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, let's get started. out of hibernation get out of your shells (laughs) it does feel like a long winter has just begun yeah what do you mean yes well if you're not watching this on video we are doing a turtle time after dark tonight this is maybe the first time we've ever recorded after dark no we've seeped into the dark a couple times but we've never started at dark and i'll be honest it feels odd yeah like anything could happen yeah right maybe this episode will be just a little different i think it's going to be more rated r right <laughs> more than usual are we rated r <laughs> sometimes i think we push the boundaries of pg-13 plus yeah. right but sometimes we do get fully r-rated <laughs> right yeah the hard r hard one of the hardest r's never nc-17 not even close right no um yeah, I think things could get a little spicy. I know. And everybody, uh, you know, I know we li- like people listen to us audio wise, but take a little peek on this YouTube and just see <laughs> what kind of things we're working with. Amy and I are drinking uh, spiked eggnog yeah. from Trader Joe's. You were saying right before you got here, uh, you don't, you weren't partial to eggnog, right? Before It's not like a go-to for me. And so I wasn't sure if I like it or not because I never drink it so i was like do i like eggnog but it's good really what booze did you put in so no trader joe's which you know they don't pay me to say this um but they have just their own already alcoholic eggnog pre-rummed okay Okay. you know like spiced rum is that what it is yeah spiced rum i think so and it for some reason i mean people who go to trader joe's and who are listening to this you'll know what i'm talking about (laughs) it's one of the best things that trader joe's has ever done in my opinion i think i have some rum in my bar cart that um, I should give to you so you can add even more into your uh, 
eggnog. You're not going to drink that rum? <laughs> I've had it for years. Yeah, I, we have the same liquor bottles under our, <laughs> like in one of our cabinets that we never drink either. Vodka, a gin, I'm sure. Yeah. We just never. I, uh, like years and years ago, my job at the time, we had like an alcohol sponsor. So we got all of this free stuff, um, like flavored vodkas and um, i had them for so long i wow. just don't drink them did you ever give them to somebody eventually i should okay <laughs> i want to say one word of caution this eggnog is not good in the summer or like <laughs> at the beach or in the sun it's more <laughs> of a winter drink yeah i do like that it's iced you do yeah oh good i think I'm that so makes it more palatable do you feel as we are now, it's December, I think, 8th when our little turtle cuties are listening to this. Yeah. How, what's your, what's your uh, holiday cheer <laughs> level? Um, is it rising it's a little bit? It's been raised. I uh, have a tree now. Um, I've decorated. I put lights outside on our little porch. Um, yeah, I'm feeling it. Did you, um, like we were talking about on Patreon, did you have your customary tradition of watching the <laughs> Christmas Muppet, what's it? Christmas <laughs> uh, Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah, did you watch that? We did not, but we watched um, Simpsons Christmas episodes. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. How many um, are there that you watched? Um, I think we watched like three. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Oh, I know the good one is when Bart steals that video game. Did <laughs> yeah. you watch that one? Yes. That's a great that's Christmas a good one. episode. Also, one where they get Santa's little helper. Mm, that's sweet. That one's like first season. Yeah. Oh. Um, that was cute. And then Jimmy uh, continued on and into the dark territory of family guy and put on a family guy christmas special was it irreverent (laughs) it was cuckoo was it (laughs) did it have like did it encapsulate holiday cheer like i just can't think of i can't imagine seth MacFarlane doing an endearing like nice christmas special without it being kind of too crude (laughs) yeah it was crude it was um it was about how santa's a fraud and all of his um elves are inbred and like suicidal that's that's the kind of shit that <laughs> family guy does i'm just like i don't know what the hell seth MacFarlane is thinking i mean we talked about it he had a brush with death and so i think yeah. that sort of makes his worldview a little skewed yeah their joke was that um santa's muslim <laughs> who said that uh santa's dying and he goes i'll be with allah soon <laughs> uh, okay I, <laughs> I was like that's funny that made me smile <laughs> that's kind of funny you know I, family guy kind of is shit just because peter griffin sucks yeah he's kind of gross yeah where homer is endearing and lovable <laughs> and sweet i don't know how they did it even yeah. though he does all the same gross things probably that peter does peter's just gross yeah don't you think yeah i mean i do always give homer shit that jimmy gets mad at me because he's like everybody loves homer and i'm like marge is like lives in hell like, she has to do everything. What? For Homer? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, Marge He's doesn't... like a drunk. He is bad at his job. Yeah. Like, she has to do everything. He doesn't do shit for the kids. He he does have a very good job at the um, <laughs> nuclear power plant. <laughs> yeah. He brings in probably about, what, $70,000 a year. <laughs> you think? I think so, <laughs> if I was guessing Homer's wages. How old is Homer? Like, 35, they say? Yeah, he got that house when he was like 32, <laughs> and then I think they're currently trapped as 35 for in, for 30 years. He's been 35. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's funny to just, uh, I don't know, I feel bad for Marge. Oh, why? She loves Homer. <laughs> she does, but like to her detriment. 
Yeah, you know she <laughs> she's the least she she's the most thankless uh, character on Simpsons. Yeah, they really have to find stuff for Marge to do. She <laughs> kind of just has to like turn a, a blind eye to Homer's misadventures. Wouldn't yeah. you say? <laughs> yeah, he's always just getting fucked up with Barney. You know most. who's have we ever? Oh, yeah, of course he gets drunk as hell with Barney. <laughs> Mo serves him a bunch of beers. Um, you know who's nice and wonderful and a good husband to his wife is um, Hank Hill. Oh, okay. Do you ever watch King of the Hill? It's been a while. I did okay. like here and there. I never religiously watched it though. He's, he's a good husband. He's sweet to okay. um, Peggy. Like he <laughs> he's a very good husband, very good father, and yeah. a wonderful employee of a propane company. Oh, good. Unlike Al Bundy to his peg. <sighs> I don't know. I Speaking of... <laughs> Rude and crude and stuff I don't like. Any clip I've ever seen in Married with Children, I say, get this off my TV right now. I feel like we've maybe talked about this before, but my mom wouldn't let me watch it because she said it was nasty. But it is, right? Isn't the undercurrent of Married with Children that it's nasty? Yeah, he's like, my wife's a bitch. I don't like any of those characters. I don't like anything. I've never watched probably more than one minute of it just because I just don't like that sensibility. Yeah. It's like... My wife's a pain in the ass. And he puts his hand <laughs> down his pants, right? Yeah. And he just sits in a chair all the time, right? Yeah. And Peg's like, ow. He also sort of um, sort of uh, bemoans the sanctity of marriage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. Merry I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, little turtle cuties. We were talking about Al Bundy and uh, so you went. Yeah. You 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 teed me up for a lot of news on this wintry night as we record. Yes. Because I was like, I was like, nothing happened. Uh, all the celeb Bravo celebrities are in bed, <laughs> like getting their trees. They're hanging their stockings. Yeah. You know, they're buying each other presents. Yeah. White elephant. You know, <laughs> gifts are going around. But then, you sort of called to mind a lot of the real news that's happening. Yeah, I feel like the big one is Alexis Bellino, uh, Jesus Jugs, yes. is dating John, what's his name? Jansen. Jansen. John yeah. Jansen, Shannon's former wonderful love. Who <laughs> Wonderful. Well, they had a wonderful love together. <laughs> Did they? You know what? No, I never got a good read on John Jansen, and I never really liked him. Yeah. And also, I hated the... Um, persona or whatever that they started whispering that or he he started spreading that he doesn't like to appear on camera yeah when he so specifically like wanted additional scenes with shannon and now obviously that whole thing was a facade because now he's immediately dating someone else in the spotlight in the orange <laughs> right. county universe you know right um uh alexis claims that she has literally never met shannon or like doesn't know her at all so it's irrelevant um, and I'm like, girl, he's using you. Yeah. I mean, I guess I don't. I, yeah, I guess I'm. OK, so first off, is it like Vicky said, you know, Vicky commented on this to celebbuzz.com, which <laughs> is a website where you can't even navigate through it because there are so many pop ups and photos <laughs> and ads. Yeah. And to get the facts straight you have to click through a bunch of different pages because each paragraph is on a different page it's the worst website ever did i tell you i used to work there you worked at celeb buzz (laughs) i technically worked at buzznet.com which is their sister site um but i did briefly sometimes i did like i worked on the celeb buzz youtube for a bit and um, i'm so sorry it was like my first job but it's an absolute shithole i mean 
I could pull it up now. I was trying to read what Vicky said. It said, Vicky goes, I am disgusted. Turn, continue reading on next page. I hate Alexis. Next page. And then pop-ups. You're trying to click the button while pop-ups are popping up. Um, uh, The Kardashian websites used to be hosted on CelebBuzz. It would be like KimKardashian.CelebBuzz.com. It's a horrible, horrible yeah. website. And I think Kim Zolziak and Vicky get paid a thousand bucks to tweet <laughs> shitty CelebBuzz articles yeah. anytime that they're like something is in the news. The little bit.ly link. Yes. I'll be honest. Vicky's statement wasn't very uh, good or profound. <laughs> Did you read it? Mm, I just saw the tweet. It yeah. was just like, I like Shannon. I don't like John. Alexis is bad for doing this. Okay, I got to go now. Please yeah. end my interview with celebbuzz.com. It was, there Alexis, was just nothing. Alexis, um, she posted on her stories the tweet and was like, so sad that you have to, you know, participate in this scammy clickbait. Um, you know. I mean, like, could anything be more fodder for Vicky to comment on? Like, I feel right. like, of course she would comment on yeah. this. This is very close to her and her friend and she knows all of the parties involved why wouldn't she talk about it yeah well if you want to write a wordy letter to celeb buzz if they're still in the same office they were before it's at six four six four sunset six four (laughs) six four sunset boulevard dear celeb buzz i tried to read vicky's response to the alexis bellino and john jansen dating news and could barely use your website it sucks exclamation point it's terrible it's terrible amy my friend used to work there she said it um she liked working there which i I yeah it was fun it was like my first like job i thought you were gonna say you worked for zergnet you know <laughs> zergnet the, no you know those you know those articles that are on the bottom of another like if you're oh, reading an article yeah and then it's like this celebrity has died uh you know like the, it'll it'll be like, like has the, science gone too far yeah has science <laughs> gone too far this person's head is backwards or yeah. whatever you know what i mean those yeah. are like those horrible shitty yeah. articles there's something what are those called it's called like outbrain or something it's yes. like yeah it's yeah. like auto-populated <laughs> yeah. um so okay Alexis Bellino. Okay, so clearly she wants a little bit back in the OC universe, which, you know, why the hell not? Yeah. Obviously. I wonder what Andy thinks about all this. Do you think he's like, holy shit, this is amazing? Or do you think he's like, what the hell? I think he's like, this is so sad for Shannon. Yeah. I'm sure he's like, producers are talking to him about if they're going to offer Alexis Bellino another contract. Personally, I never thought Alexis was good on OC. Yeah. I just never found... (laughs) A lot of merit to I her. mean, her husband was wild, though. Jim. Jim, yeah. I do like that on his second season, he immediately said, I want a chin implant. Got, <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah. He got a huge new <laughs> chin, which is kind of fun. Yeah, they uh, had such a nasty... He was like a bad, gross, you know, like macho man who thought his wife should be his queen or whatever yeah and then remember do you kind of remember when alexis would like go she was like wanted to be a news anchor or whatever and they oh, showed yeah. her clips that was, was hard to watch so bad like she couldn't even function barely at all but yeah so i don't know if any of this warrants her being back on and it might be all for naught that john jansen tries to get back on um you know the show yeah. through this ploy but i just i think andy and producers just don't don't take this bait yeah let john jansen and alexis bellino's relationship fizzle out like into nothing and do casting away from them i i i would say yeah do you have a preference would you say bring (laughs) lexus back no i mean i think they have to respect shannon like that's sad shannon's had a rough few months i mean right 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, even yeah. worse than, like, I mean, I've had a rough few months, but I think Shannon is really, like, takes the cake. Maybe she'll have a huge turnaround like Ariana has. I think so. Yeah. Which, speaking of, there's news in her corner. Oh, right. Uh, first of all, she she came in third on Dancing with the Stars. She did not win. Okay, so just a little bit. You watched it, right? I did watch it. Okay, you, you did. Yeah. So I didn't see it. Can you tell me, just, you know, summarize how that panned out? Because I thought, I really thought, you know, number one with the bullet for yeah. Ariana. So what, what happened? Yeah, so Chi Gomez won, and she was, if it wasn't going to be Ariana, it was going to be her. Um, but on the finale, um, so... Jason Mraz got second because he did really well. He's done well overall, but he did really well on the finale. Um, and I felt like, like Ariana has been doing amazing and I've been so impressed, but to me, the finale wasn't her best. Like, I think she had like a, she's an injury that mm-hmm. I think made it hard. And I just think she didn't, uh, I felt like she dropped a rung at the very end and Jason Mraz came up a rung. So was there anything specific about her dance that, that brought it down or just, was it just not overall a, a great um, performance? Well, she had to do two. They all had to do oh, two. Okay. And the first one she did, I thought me and my friends, when we were watching it. We were like, Oh God, like there were some flubs, like oh, some were. obvious flubs, but that show is so BS because they gave everyone like tens across the board, like okay. for everything. And I was like, there were like vision, like, noticeable mistakes okay. like i could tell um and they were like 10 i was like what <laughs> okay. um and then she did beyonce uh for her second one it was like freestyle you could do whatever you want and she kind of just did like hip-hop like dance where i wanted her to do some sort of compilation or like use the skills that she had learned oh, right. on the show to like show off what they've been doing this whole time right. like i think what's impressive is when you learn you know like you have to do like the waltz or the cha-cha or like all these things that stick you in a certain style that you have to accomplish technically yeah but when it's freestyle you can just do whatever and i was like it wasn't as impressive because it was like you could just do whatever you wanted and i was like if and jason mraz he and sochi kind of did a version of like the kind of dancing they had been doing and so it looked really good and you're like this is what we've been watching Uh, all season but she took sort of like use it as sort of a break to do what she like yeah yeah and it's also hard when it's like beyonce because it's like who dances better than beyonce you know right i mean (laughs) i yeah i do sometimes dance better than her but i understand what you mean what song by beyonce um it was uh what was it was it girls like who run the world girls but i think it was kind of a compilation i'm trying to remember okay um so was well i mean because i know ariana wanted this more than you know life itself and really i think tried so hard you know and put her full 100 percent. could you tell was she like super bummed like did, <laughs> did, did that show or? um i think she was just happy to have made it that far but okay. i don't know but in the back of her head she knew that mere hours after this yes thing she was going to announce that she's now going to be roxy hart on broadway in chicago which is now sort of um a rite of passage for people on bravo <laughs> because erica jane did it once yeah and, and then, serena 
Lisa Rinna was it? Yeah, she did it like um, I think pre Housewives. She did it in like 2007 or something because she commented on one of the posts um, where she was like, "I did it before Housewives. Like, it wasn't stunt casting. I was just in the show." What was she famous for at that point that led her to be cast as Roxy Hart? Was um, that just? Full I mean, she's merit? like a soap actress. Okay. I mean, it's still you know kind of stunty, but. Um, not housewives stunty. And then Nini has played matron mama Morton. Um, Who, and that's somebody in Chicago. Yeah. And, uh, someone from RuPaul's drag race recently played that role. So they're always just like filling like, um, Pamela Anderson played Roxy Hart recently. They're just always swapping in a name, you know? Okay. Wow. Uh, is Chicago <laughs> good? It is good. Okay. I've never seen it. It's a or... classic. You should see the movie. Okay. What is that? Richard Gere? Yeah. That, he, the newer one? It's from 2003. Oh, okay. Oh, not new. Okay. Yeah. 20 years ago. It's great. It is? Yeah. Okay. All I right, cool. <laughs> are you going to see her on it? <laughs> Maybe. I Last time I was in New York, Pam Anderson was doing it. And I was like, fuck, should I go just as a gag? Like the tickets were like cheap, you know? And I was like, I don't think I want to see that. Yeah. Um, but uh, one of my, you know, that show, the other two. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one of my favorite jokes from that show is they were like, uh, they're, they're like, Audrina Patridge is playing Matron Mama Morton, <laughs> which <laughs> to me is very funny because it's like an inch from being true. Like it like could happen. Who's Audrina Patridge? From the Hills. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> She's That's... like the most, you know, I don't know, vapid sort of girly, like, uh, I don't know, like Hollywood girly, you can oh, okay. imagine. And like in the movie, Queen Latifah plays that role. Oh, really? So imagine her playing it. It's just a very funny joke. Because um, she's like a brassy, uh, I see. like guard, prison guard. Okay. Well, good. Well, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really know how to feel about it just because I have no association to Chicago. I mean, I know it's a win. I mean, you- sure. It's like, I was just, I'm confused about, is this her, what her goal has been all along to be a performer like this like i know she did comedy and she used to perform like backup for sheena but it's I like think so. i think so actually when you say that when i think about it now i'm like she originally started in like ucb classes which the ultimate goal of that is to do sketch or be on snl or you know i do think she wanted to be a, a comedy performer and then got completely sidelined with reality tv yeah so maybe this is like a full-blown like um she just like flew, you know, to the like one of the greatest steps you can without having to do any like actor stuff in between besides yeah. her reality performance. Yeah. Um, I do think this is the goal probably. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I wonder if what she thinks about the history of the other women that have done it and if she f- is like self-aware about the sort of like cheeky factor of like the stunt casting of it, you know, but it's kind of funny because Chicago itself, like the storyline is, I feel like it's aligned with Scandaval. Like, I mean, it's murder, but like, (laughs) it's sort of, it's about like shallow fame and like doing anything, any means necessary. Like she capitalizes like her murder trial to become famous and like, yeah. And I'm like, there's something like Scandaval vibes about it, you know? Wow. Okay, cool. All right. Well, I'm going to watch the movie so I have more of an association with this and I can be more proud, you know? Yeah. I think Catherine Zeta-Jones won the Oscar for it. Really? Supporting? That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, good. good. All right. Well, I, you know, we're proud of you, Ariana. That's a huge, you know, major, what, um, thing. 
yeah did she fly like red eye straight from dancing with the stars to new york because she was on kelly and mark like the morning after i was like whew, she hasn't had a minute to rest all year no not at all Um, and we're going to her book event on next wednesday oh yes december 13th right yep in los angeles danny pellegrino is the um what moderator yeah he he has does he have something to do with her new book or just the old one i think just the old one okay right yeah i don't i don't i don't think he co-wrote this one i'm almost positive got it um i also wanted to shout out i have to watch it next i think it's on next tuesday i saw an ad on bravo for they're showing a special that's basically i think a clip show of it's called vanderpump rules a decade of rumors and lies i saw that too (laughs) and i was so shocked i guess it's like an app like what an hour special yeah i just think my thoughts were i mean that's good and that's fun and i think it's good for people who just got into vanderpump rules or who want to be a part of post scandal and didn't have time to watch the full thing and just watch season 10 i do think it's good but i think it's kind of um awful that vanderpump rules legacy is (laughs) summed up by a decade of rumors and lies you know right i mean the core tenant of the show is lying yeah, you said that before. It, it that's makes me, all that's ever happening. It makes me sad. But there's a lot of truth there, too. <laughs> but they're lying about what the truth is. <laughs> no, no. Think about some. <laughs> no. There's some truth tellers. Stassi tells the truth. Okay. Katie tells the truth. Okay. Um. Okay, Sandoval, no. Unfortunately, <laughs> I think he's on the other end of that spectrum. Schwartz, unfortunately, does lie. Jack's one of the biggest liars in history. <laughs> yeah. Sheena? Not a liar, except no. when she created that rumor that she saw Katie motorboating <laughs> a uh, someone's D in a club. <laughs> yeah. I think, but that could have just been how she was like viewing the situation. But Sheena's not really a full blown liar. Okay, I'm just okay. So you think? So you're excited by that subtitle for Vanderpump Rules? I mean, all of the biggest best moments of the shows, the show is based around lying. I always felt like it's, you know, just the amount of, uh, just the exact amount of lies that just happen in a friend group when you've watched them for 10 years. Just the subtle Mm. little. Who are your friends? The subtle little (laughs) white lies that come up. White lies. (laughs) No, you're right. I just don't, you think it's kind of, I don't know. I guess I don't think of Vanderpump Rules that. Um, that's such a... You think it's degrading? Degrading and derogatory Mm -hmm. to define Vanderpump Rules' legacy by those two things. And it's possible that the clip show is just oriented around that to show us, like, the level of deceit. Mm -hmm. But if that's the final statement on what the 10 years of Vanderpump (laughs) Rules was, it's kind of disappointing because I don't view it that way. I view it as a friend group that (laughs) sticks together through thick and thin and sometimes honestly has to lie to each other to protect each other from harsh harsher truths yeah like jacks he had to protect <laughs> sandoval from him finding out that he made love to Kristen. right <laughs> right okay so if we went through season one jacks is lying about cheating on stassi yes that's his big lie um then uh schwartz lies about hooking up with someone while he's with katie yes um Kristen and jacks are lying about hooking up I don't know. Does Schwartz lie? 
Because um, I think once the rumors are immediately um, thrust upon him, Katie makes his, the first accusation of, I'm starting to hear a lot. Well, I guess, I mean, I, I assume he did probably lying lie. By yeah, <laughs> lie, lying by omission. Yeah, lying by omission. Yeah. I mean, season two obviously has the biggest lie in history. Yeah. Um, and then there's uh, what's to come. Uh, how about Vanderpump Rules, a decade of partying and sex? <laughs> that too. Do you like that? <laughs> oh, yeah. We're currently watching uh, Jack's lie about cheating on uh, Tiffany. Yeah. Ja- oh, yeah. Jack's, Jack's lies his ass off. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, okay. You can't even calculate the number of times Jax has lied. No. But now he says he's the ultimate truth teller. And remember when he told he told Andy, I talk about it all the time, but he told Andy, he goes, I never lied on Vanderpump <laughs> Rule. <laughs> yeah. He's like, because I was always right. Ariana's only lied once about something really really big which is miami girl <laughs> yeah but we don't know that that's the thing we don't know how many times everyone's actually lied because we only found out about certain things right. does lala lie i think she lies about her sex life yeah. and the whole rand situation yeah she was lying early in the randall situation to yeah. sort of protect randall we don't really think or talk about randall very much anymore no once that documentary came out, it was kind of like, okay, well, I don't really like Randall as much as I didn't like him before. Um, now Jax, we never have to hear about him again. Jax is never getting that money back, that's for sure. I don't think so. No. What was it, 60000 <laughs> Something like that. Daddy wants that so bad. Yeah. Okay. Well, are um, you going to watch this um, special? I mean, I feel like we have to. Totally. Um, yeah, it's been, it'll be interesting to see what they select because we've been watching it obviously for patreon um oh yeah also i think lisa is narrating it oh really yeah what? she's gonna like say like that was a big lie like like <laughs> do you think she'll have lisa's lie o meter you read my mind <laughs> i think there's gonna be a spin the dial sort of thing from zero to ten and it says lisa's lie o meter with different faces of shocked <laughs> lisa from not at all shocked to horrified and it's she's gonna go when i found out that Jax cheated on stassi and it's only gonna go to a two that she wasn't yeah. that perturbed yeah and then when it gets to scandal it's gonna be that 10 out of yeah. 10 it's gonna break what do you mean it's just gonna shatter i think you're right man i is it too late for them to do that because i feel like <laughs> they would have a lot of fun with that maybe we can create it ourselves somehow okay lisa's never lied yes she has about that's a good a that was you radar just, online absolutely with every fiber but that's not of on my... vanderpump oh okay so has she ever lied on vanderpump <laughs> yeah uh she's lied about the food being good at sir <laughs> the tuna niswa she lied about how the tuna niswa was such a big seller that they couldn't possibly replace <laughs> it with the salmon um the seared salmon <laughs> don't you wish she... you could eat at pump one more time pump yeah. Uh, I think that they figured out how to scrape some of the food from the old pump location and serve it at Sir. So you can still get some of that famous... The slop. <laughs> there, was a, there was enough remnants of food particles around pump that they were able to push some together and serve it at Sir. Um, chef Penny, I wonder, you know, she was the pump. Remember, yeah. we, we found that she yeah. was the pump chef. Yeah. So I think she's still in the universe. You were saying on Patreon, it's kind of funny that they... that uh, that. <laughs> Uh, Katie and Ariana wanted <laughs> Chef Penny involved in their <laughs> something about her <laughs> enterprise when they've tasted her food at Pump, right? Yeah. I mean, it's kind yeah. of funny. Yeah, it is funny. Like, I feel, um, I don't know. I feel slightly like Ariana um, wants to escape the Vanderpump universe a little bit. Yes. But at the same time, she 
um, is opening a restaurant on Vanderpump Row with Lisa's chef. You yeah, you you said that uh, on Patreon. I think that's true. It's like you did an enterprise that is going to prolong your life in the Bravo sphere and Lisa's universe for a very long time. Yeah, Lisa was at Dancing with the Stars though. That supporting. was sweet. I, I saw that. Yeah, I, I saw a little clip of that. Was she happy? Yeah. Also, me and my friends after uh, the episode we watched some clips of Lisa on Dancing with the Stars from 10 years ago. And all of the kids were in the crowd. It was like Stassi, oh, the Toms, Katie. We like screamed. We were like, they're all there. Wow. Yeah. That's um, so nice. And I was like, of course, they had nothing better to do at that time. They're of like, course. We'll go every week. Man, now that you set me up with this thing of when has, has Lisa lied on Vanderpump Rules, because I know <laughs> she lied through her teeth on Beverly Hills yeah. about a lot of stuff. But if I'm trying to think about it now, there's some, I know, some little white lies. I'm sure. That Lisa uh, unleashed. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, right. um, was that, that was our news segment? I think so. There's the Southern Charm cheat, uh, seating chart was released, but it's not that interesting. <laughs> no, it's like exactly what you would imagine based on if you're watching it. Like, who do you think is close to Andy? Austin? Craig? <laughs> Shep? Yeah. Uh, Paige, it was Paige on it? No. Uh, I don't think so. But okay. like Rodrigo was, wasn't he? Yeah, Rodrigo's on it. Yeah. Like so, why? So it's like, okay, if you're thinking about it like planets, um, Andy's the sun. There's, what's the first, uh, oh, I shouldn't have uh, made myself start to do the planets, but whatever the two <laughs> oh, God, uh, I could never are closest to the sun. And then Pluto and Uranus and Saturn are like, Vanita, Rodrigo, and Rod, which I was kind of surprised. Is Rod... Pluto still a planet? Oh no, it's a. Um, I'm sorry, it's a. It's a plutoid. Oh, you... is that real? Yeah, they named a thing. It's a big hunk of ice, and astronomers were classifying it wrong for a long time. It's just this big hunk of ice that sort of swirls around. What's the second um uh planet? For I think we might have to uh, edit this segment out. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, way I have no idea. I do not remember the planet orders. Oh, someone will help us, one of our astronomer listeners. But um, I think Neptune, Neptune is the most frigid out. Neptune's Ooh. net. Neptune's net. Uh, Where Jax proposed to Brittany. Right. Oh, that was so sweet. Remember <laughs> how nervous he was? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. P Pluto got declassified. It's now just a big hunk of ice, which is really sad. But anyway, that's Vanita, Rodrigo, and Rod. JT got a little more closer to Andy's warmth just a, a you're looking at it now right? yeah so it goes andy then there's shep and craig on either side of him um olivia's next to shep taylor's next to craig taylor is between craig and austin okay and olivia's between it goes shep olivia madison then oh, okay. jt leva gets to participate for some reason and then rod i mean it's just basically a crowd the crowd that you need next to andy i mean there's no rhyme or reason because madison austin shep taylor craig are all bringing it the most i mean yeah. they're the the hot core of southern charm i'm like why does rodrigo need to be there he's not going to talk he has nothing to say I what think, are you going to ask him i think you're i think it's they're going to say rodrigo what was it like being in that north carolina cabin with everybody and he'll be like that was really fun and leva at the most should come out for 
10 minutes. She doesn't need to sit there the whole time. I think they have to honor the casting decision they made. And Rodrigo was set up as a new cast member along with Rod and JT. And so how are you going to just count him out? You know, like, how can you just say, oh, no, he's not actually considered the three new cast members that we brought to Southern I guess Farm. with this, it's harder than Housewives because... It's not like, oh, you don't have a diamond. You don't need to be there. Like they bring out the friend ofs and then yeah. say like, thanks for coming. Bye. Right. Or like they bring out the husbands. But I guess for this, they just have to have everybody. Yeah. You know, I remember one Southern Charm, like season seven or whatever, like Southern Charm's always had a big cast and they sort of just get like, I think it's it's more just like rambunctious and they let a lot of people on Southern Charm. It's not a very like cloistered environment so maybe they just like that there's going to be that many people there to make it like boisterous but yeah i get what you mean it's like there's a clear they used to have their reunions at the clubhouse remember yeah like tiny oh yeah yeah when what's his name uh t-rap was there yeah and then him and Catherine would like always have sex after the reunion they would get so horny during it (laughs) and he's like i predict you guys are gonna hook up tonight and And then she like got pregnant yeah that was that was wild um okay well so this week we're gonna talk about southern charm beverly hills salt lake and winter house right yes yes in in that order you want to um well i feel like we usually honor the summer southern charm challenge by doing it first yeah let's do that okay and then what do we usually do (laughs) (laughs) salt lake city then beverly hills and then the winter house yes okay cool do you do you need a a a break or some eggnog or how how do you feel (laughs) i think i'm good okay do you want a a certified turtle piss break um yeah i'll take a yeah i'm gonna take a certified really quick i'm gonna pour myself some eggnog and then we will be right back with southern charm enjoy these messages yep everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist fitting into their schedule and of course the cost well BetterHelp can solve those problems it's totally online and built around your schedule it's surprisingly affordable too. connect with a credentialed therapist by phone video or online chat all from the comfort of your home visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10 percent on your first month that's BetterHelp h-e-l-p I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. We're back. We're back. Southern Charm. Jamaica. Jamaica me crazy. Now, you said this episode was called Jamaica me crazy. You already alerted me to that. And I couldn't believe it. Is there a lazier title for an episode that takes place in Jamaica than that? No. Like, can't. If you like put a gun in my head and we're like name the episode i'd be like you're making me crazy right i mean it is like there hey there's an episode about jamaica what should we call it i don't know i think probably jamaican me crazy like yeah there's just nothing could be less effort than that yeah no offense to them and it's not like you said on patreon again sorry to keep referencing patreon but it's true that no one cares about these titles except us yeah but even that that is just almost a bridge too far for me that someone just said, please call it Jamaican me crazy because 
they're in Jamaica. Yeah. I mean, because this week Beverly Hills was called dazed and accused. Uh-huh. And I was like, that's at least like ha- has a little something going on because it's stoner, dazed and confused. Uh, yeah. Wow. And then accused. I mean, I guess Sutton, Sutton accused Kyle, Kyle of hiding something. Yeah. So I was like, that's. That works on two levels. Called, it should have been called Kyle's Weed Dinner or <laughs> Weed Dinner from Hell. Did they not? Want, oh, yeah. They didn't want to call it weed. <laughs> like it was so clear. They kept calling it Kyle's Weed Dinner. Sorry to talk about that already, but the it's devil like, weed. Yeah, something about that. But anyway, I, I actually I like. I, you're right. It required more thought. Yeah, that's not a very good episode for that kind of iconic dinner. I didn't think episode title. Okay. Okay, what? Well, I'm sorry. Okay. So this episode in, of Southern Charm, first of all, it's the classic half of the episode is not Jamaica, right? Right. And then, and then we get half Jamaica, and then they split up the trip, so it's like a to be continued so that like you'll, you know, watch again. Which yeah. I really respect the opposite format, which was on Salt Lake City, when they just go to Bermuda immediately, and the entire episode is about that trip. Right. I wish they did hear more of that format instead of this split up episode you know trips right because this the the stuff leading up to jamaica was not very fun yeah you always have to go through the um like announcement of it happening everyone packing talking about going yes going to the airport being at the charleston airport and then being at the jamaican airport and then being in the bus on the way to the hotel checking into the hotel um getting into your rooms then the dinner yes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they really belabored that. And then I was also thinking with, with this just ties into uh, Beverly Hills, where if that dinner, that was just one episode, the full thing, and they didn't have the the prior to the dinner and after the dinner, that episode would have been one of the best episodes of all time. Just that yeah. dinner on yeah. its own for a full episode would have been so great. But then yeah. before and after the dinner, they put a bunch of filler. Yeah. It was just so shocking. But I know that they're just doing that you know, because they want to, you know, get two episodes out of one iconic thing. Right. Yeah. Um, Okay. So we've talked about this before, but Craig is really trying to uh, make it seem like there's a reason for this trip. He said before it was to get everyone to know Paige. Um, And so he FaceTimes her and he's like, yeah, so I found a last minute deal to go to Jamaica for three days. And I'm like, a deal like we're pretending that you like got it on Expedia or something right and then Paige she's kind of going along with it and then all of a sudden she goes so work-wise it would be irresponsible for me to go I can't go yes and we're like I'm like how did it get this far and you're only just now saying that you can't go yeah I I just don't know what (laughs) happened here because first of all we just know like the illusion is so ridiculous that like Craig (laughs) planned this trip it was for Paige then we find out Paige can't go at last minute like producers did all of this all of this work and um yeah it, it was just ridiculous because the entire pretense for the trip is just shot after we were says no. watching it together last friday and like with people and we were all like don't tell me Paige isn't going right we were like are you serious yeah and it's also just a letdown just from an entertainment uh totally standpoint because it would have been awesome to right. see Paige interact with all of them we on were the promised Paige. yeah so um yeah that was um a bummer on in all regards and <laughs> i also love that they keep acting like Paige has some job that cannot travel yeah i mean what what's 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 the peak behind the curtain here uh production said we need to get you guys on a, a all cast trip we finally are working it out we're going to jamaica because one of you recommended it or craig likes it um we got to do it asap so 
make some excuse for why we're doing it and get everybody on board. And right. then Craig <laughs> was like, okay, I'm going to pretend it's a getting to know you trip for Paige. And then I don't, ask, he didn't ask Paige before. And then so they all just go on this trip without her. Right. Yeah. And it's funny. Once they get there, you realize it is just a mixture of exes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then we go to Shep and JT are shopping for the trip. Um, and Shep reveals that uh, Taylor oh, right. texted him. I think it was the night of the Patricia yes. men's party or whatever. The, the British, the royal the, dinner. Yes, the royal dinner. Um, and they showed the text, which they did, we noticed, in a fun new way where it was sort of like animated where the texts were coming in. Yeah. But Taylor said it was kind of a weird. Do you want to, do you know, do you want to read it? Yeah. So she said, I'm asking if you're good or not. Shep goes, I'm good, I suppose. And then Taylor says, ha ha, I'm asking dick wise. And Shep says, ha, probably not. And she goes, okay, we'll stay with Austin. You're lame as fuck. Yeah. So, well, first of all, I mean, a lot to think about. First of all, she texted both Austin and uh, Shep after this dinner, like trying to, I mean, be with one of them, whoever would take her that night right. right whoever wanted to be with her that night but the fact that taylor after this is after north carolina after they slept in the same bed right yeah well yeah it has to be <laughs> <laughs> i'm like confusing myself i mean it's like taylor's i just can't believe that she wants to continue this this friends with benefits relationship with Shep. shep and also the way she put it was so shocking are right. you okay I'm asking if you're okay dick-wise. Right. I kind of want to see what the text before this was because she goes, I'm asking if you're good or not. Like, that sounds like she's clarifying. So I'm like, what did she say originally? And then what did he say? She said, are you, I'm asking if you're good or not? Yeah. I'm asking if you're good or not. Right. And he said, I'm good, I suppose. And I'm like, so what did she ask before where she had to say, what I'm asking is, if you're, are you good or not? Like, yeah. was she like, you good? Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I guess. Um, and then when, and when she says, I'm asking dick-wise, it's like, is your dick good or does very, it need it's help? All, it's all confusing. Yeah. I, it's just the language is very odd. It's Why kind didn't of, she just say, like, want to fuck? Right. I mean, it's, it's kind of like come one, come all. Where it's like, <laughs> I'm not sure if she understands how these phrases are, are, are coming out or, like, you know, right. uh, how they can be interpreted. Right. I'm asking if you're good dick-wise. And then she uses... Uh, Shep's insecurity about Austin or whatever it is right. to say now I'm going to go possibly yeah. sleep with Austin. Which is quite childish. Yes. You know, she's like, fine, like, I'll go stay with Austin. And I'm like, low-key, I don't think Shep really cares. No, not at all. <laughs> and what I didn't expect about this season was actually that Olivia and Taylor would sort of be pulled back into the Shep and Austin orbit. Right. We learn later that Olivia is starting to also be like, I think things could possibly be good with Austin again. I'm starting right. to like, like him and they're yeah. flirting. So I I thought those eras were so over and this was going to be the fallout, you know, like them hating each other. But like they both sort of went back in. Right. Yeah. It's I was enjoying watching Austin and Olivia's chemistry in this episode. I was you, like, let's be fun again. Yeah. Um. So then Austin goes to therapy. Um, he fills in his therapist on Jamaica who's going, he tells his side of the Taylor text. Um, you know, like she's like, he says she's using him to make Shep jealous. Um, the therapist is like, you should use your intuition and your gut to, you know, 
set boundaries, to decide what the right thing to do is in any situation. And then in his confessional, the producer's like, do you think you have good intuition? And he was like, no, I do not think I have good intuition. Right. Yeah, which was, uh, it was honest of him to admit that. Yeah. I think that's definitely true. And then he goes, this sounds crazy because I piss everyone off, but I'm a people pleaser, which made me think there was like a viral tweet recently that was like, uh, calling yourself a people pleaser is the new, I'm an empath. They're like, these people pleasers ain't pleasing anybody. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I didn't really think of Austin as that. Yeah. Really. I'm like, what you mean is you don't have a spine and you tell people what they want to hear. That's yeah. like, that's not being a people pleaser. That means you're like a coward. <laughs> right. Right. Um, and he said he's not looking to date right now. And so she's like, you should tell Olivia that like, if you want to be friends. And so I feel like this whole episode is him navigating being friends with her without sending the wrong idea or without getting overwhelmed himself in how he feels right um okay and then there's a quick little madison visit to the obgyn um where she reminds us that when her son was born 10 years ago she suffered a pelvic fracture which actually having seen her in person is not that surprising because she's like the smallest person i've ever seen in my life yeah and so squeezing out a massive child from her frame is horrific yeah 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 that was well yes we find out that they want to have a child asap with brett and he was like i they should have flashback or whatever he was like i want it at end of summer right which i assume is just means asap right right yeah Yeah. um and then a snooze fest taylor and leva meet up yeah she just a taylor again um which is a theme throughout the season is she justifies to herself these really odd things that she is doing so like when she sent a naked photo to Whitney that said, come one, come all with her uh, bare breasts to him. She says, uh, God wants us all to be naked. I wish I was naked all the time. That's just a normal thing that people would do to send a nude to Whitney. And then with this, she's like, I'm not sorry for sending that text. He was someone that I really loved. And that's how you talk to people if you've been in a relationship that are you good dick wise? So yeah, she, she said, not a mistake in my book. Yeah. So she really has a justification for all of these sort of like spurned feelings that she's having about Shep. I mean, it just can't be overstated how bad her, how bad or how hurt she is by this breakup. Like, yeah, not even, there's no, like, there's no question. Shep is fully over it, fully says, I'm, you know, I I, will never get back together. (laughs) I, I do not want that from her, but she is just like so upset that everything she's doing is just spiraling yeah based on how the fact that she thought that she would be with Shep forever and he broke up with her right right or she found out he was cheating who did he yeah. did he have to break up with her um did she find out after the fact I don't remember oh yeah me neither um but yeah so she also she kept calling her texts to Shep booty call texts and I was like that would just be a booty text not a booty call text. Oh, right. She should have repetitive. Right. She should have clarified that. You're right. <laughs> and then love is like, she's not the girl I used to know. I was like, that's dramatic. You thought so? <laughs> but I mean, Leva is though learning a lot of new things about Taylor yeah. in this time. You yeah. know, like, I mean, and I, I am shocked by Taylor and I don't even know her. Wait, Leva does not go to Jamaica, right? No. Yeah. No, right. I was just thinking of that. Cause I'm just like, her place in the show is very strange to me. It's too, it's like, I think it's too, it's too, um, 
Southern hospitality exists. Yeah. And I think they think that the secret to keeping another show that they've already invested a lot of time and money in is to keep Leva there so that you're like, oh, I want to check out this other show that Leva's a part of if you like Leva. Sure. But she's just like, she's like, she's, she is like Lisa on the show. She's like someone you go to to have a one-on-one to like get advice, but she's not really in the mix (laughs) and not really friends. Right. It's weird because I feel like she does act like she's the lisa vanderpump figure as if she's like old and wise but she's like their age right yeah i'm not (laughs) sure i mean i I think leva's fine i think i'm very i'm very neutral on her i don't get a lot of joy when i see her and she doesn't do anything so offensively awful that i'm like you're lame i want you out of here she's okay yeah i just i feel like there's a lot of like fat to be trimmed i'm like let's just focus on the core like i'm like vanita snip rodrigo snip Leva snip. <laughs> Where are you putting Rod? <laughs> Rod can snip. I am so turned on, not turned, but and I just like my. You guys don't get mad at me. I know that I just visualized snipping out every person of color or LGBT member of the cast, and that's not what I'm saying. No. I just feel like they're not shining right now. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, no. I didn't. I didn't think of you uh, <laughs> doing that, and I didn't visualize you doing that at all. I just, I just think that. Um, Southern Charm has a, you know, like we just said, a, a core of the people that are providing the most entertainment value that have been there the longest, and they are continuing to do that. Yeah. And so far, not a lot of people can break through that have been added after the fact. Leva ha- has not broken through. She has no storyline that she's the genesis of. Or right. She's the main focus of. I mean, yeah, there's a reason. Like, she's been technically on the show since day one. Yeah. And she never broke through because no, she she's kind of just doing her own thing. Yeah. And Vanita is like someone you go to see how her house is doing every episode. You <laughs> she's see the FaceTime cast one. member. Yeah. She's she's who people relay information to and from. <laughs> she's and a mule. She just gets, yeah, right. She just like, yeah, gives and receives information while sitting on her porch at her house. <laughs> house yeah. and then rod i had high hopes but then i think when i saw him and how olivia sees him where i didn't see this like romantic spark <laughs> anymore and olivia is just like i don't know man and then all of this pining for olivia when she's just post her brother dying i'm like yeah everything he does now i'm just kind of like you can't uh, you don't understand why this isn't working out right <laughs> now i think you need to figure out what else you can do except being the former potential boyfriend of olivia right you know what i mean and and so he's just not providing a lot on his own we need these cast members that despite storylines or despite anything going on they can just be entertaining on their own shep is always entertaining even if he's not the focal point of (laughs) a storyline and he is a lot of the time because he is just such a chaotic individual but i'm just saying you just want you want people who can just exist and they're fun to watch Right. Yeah. Well, in this next scene, Olivia's mom appears to be pro Rod. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like she, she was goes, like, oh, Rod's no. nice. Yeah. And Olivia's like, I told him, no thanks. Like, got to pump the brakes on that one. She's like, oh, man. Can can I mention um, the, East, the Easter egg yes. in the scene? Okay. So uh, Amy and I are the only ones talking about how <laughs> Olivia in every single scene has to include a little Easter egg that alludes to Elvis. Whether it's a magazine with his blurred face on it, she's wearing her taking care of business necklace, yeah. she's singing uh, Suspicious Minds with Austin or humming it. Um, and then in this scene, right behind her, there's, what? what is it? It just says Elvis in yeah. bold, bold 
lettering. Yeah, I can't tell if it's like a belt buckle or <laughs> just like a plaque. But this is her most blatant Elvis um, <laughs> Easter egg, right? Yeah. It was just right there for us. Yeah, this is like the 10th time. I really, I mean, I want I, I don't know who's on this Elvis journey with us <laughs> uh, in, you know, but I, we have to talk to Olivia about this someday. I just want to know where, when did this happen? Was it Bo, was Boslerman? Is that his name? You <laughs> yeah. Say? Okay. Yeah. Like, did she watch that movie and got fully Elvis pilled? Yeah. Has she seen Priscilla? Yeah. I I would like to believe that her fandom predates those films. You would like to believe it, but <laughs> well, I, you know what? I'll give her the benefit of the doubt. I think it could have been before. Yeah, you should make a TikTok about it and see if she'll respond. Okay, I would love to. I would love <laughs> to engage with Olivia on TikTok. Um, what, was there any other purpose to this um, scene with her mom? Just not sort really. Of... She explains the Austin situation, and she said that Austin told her that he still loves her. And I was like, I don't think that's quite what he said. He said that he loves her, but I feel like that could mean as a friend. I also took it that way. Uh, I thought when, it was when they were having that conversation, like that breakfast conversation. It, it He was like pouring out his feelings about how he still wants her in his life. And yeah. I think I felt like love was more like that. Yeah. You know, but that's what I thought at this point. Right. But then we get the big revelation towards the end. Right. Which I don't want to spoil. Totally. Um, we get a moment with Austin and Craig at the gym. Uh-huh. They're talking about Paige not coming. Um they kind of try, like Austin in his confessional goes, if there's trouble in paradise, just tell me. And I'm like, just because she's not coming doesn't mean there's trouble in paradise. No, I'm so tired again of that narrative. They're yeah. just trying to poke any holes in this Paige and Craig thing to make it seem like this relationship is bad when right. it's just so clearly they're doing good and it's just long distance and she couldn't travel to Jamaica three days beforehand. <laughs> right. Um, and of course, Craig is so anti-Austin and Olivia being friends. He just thinks it's a no-no, like absolutely not yes yep exactly um, okay we finally go to the airport mm-hmm. and to call shep old again he made another old fogey reference he um got olivia's suitcase out of the car and it was heavy and he said who are you diana ross do you have a whole like concert you're packing for right and i was like diana ross like <laughs> yeah i was trying to, how thought... old are you yeah that's true well, how old is he? 44? 43? Yeah, like, I'm just like, that's so weird to say. Like, he's like, do you have all of your Bob Mackie gowns in here? Like, right. I'm like, what are you talking about? So just too old of a reference, you think? Yeah, like, I feel like that's something, like, someone in their 70s would say. Diana Ross. At I have least no as- 50 plus. Okay. I have no association with her, so I didn't really know what time period that was. So that that felt to me like it was possible. I just thought it was like... I, yeah, I, but you're probably right. He's just pulling an old, you know. And then he made one that I do not understand at all. I don't know if you wrote this down. He looks at Whitney's passport and he's like, wow, let me see that thing. He goes, uh, that thing's been stamped more than the Rose of Tralee. Yeah, I heard him say that and I go, what the hell did he just say? And then for some reason I didn't think about it again. But I, whatever that reference was, I do want to know. And try to understand it. The at rose of what? Trey Lee. Wow. Uh, he, at first I thought he said nose of Trey Lee. Uh-huh. And so I Googled nose of Trey Lee. And there's a dog show called the nose of Trey Lee. But it's a play on words because of the rose of Trey Lee, Which I think is like an Irish beauty pageant. 
Like, he, it's, like, historical. Wait, so your your passport <laughs> has more stamps in it than the Rose of Trey Lee, which is an Irish beauty pageant? Yeah. You said Trey Lee? Yeah. Okay. If any turtle cuties know what the fuck he was talking about, yeah. can you it, tell us? Did Whitney even... Um, like that uh, <laughs> i don't think he said anything it was weird that they even left it in because i was like what are you saying i do think it's fun that whitney decided to go on this trip yeah i like i don't think he really wanted to go but he's just like okay fine i'll go on the right. cast trip with you guys i know he's so out of place it's yeah very weird um it's also like whenever they make fun of shep for being old i'm like whitney's old i know but whitney does give me hope to age gracefully in a way <laughs> you know what i mean you like, think oh, well yeah, I mean, because I don't. He he is imbued a little bit with youth. I think just how he dresses and him dyeing his hair and hanging out with younger people. I think that's kind of. Well, how old is he? Fifty. <laughs> I assume. Oh, okay. So I mean, I don't know. I think, you know, I hope I have fun twenty-five-year-old <laughs> friends when I'm fifty. You do? <laughs> no, no, I don't know. But I just, I don't, I don't think of him as that like so old that he's out of place. I think he feels sort of in the mix, but maybe that's just because I'm closer to his age than, you know, someone else's. But right, okay. So they get, to, they arrive, yes. right, to Montego Bay. Yep. They immediately get a bunch of red stripes and margaritas, yeah. which I love. That that's yeah. that's a trope on any of these uh, yeah. franchises. Just immediately go to the bar and start to get ripped. Yep. Um, Olivia and Austin are like flirting and having fun and laughing. Yeah. Um, and Craig is like recapping the bartender about yes. who's dated who. He's like, "This is going to be crazy. This is a big mess." Um, yeah. Did, what did you think about Olivia and Austin's um, like flirting, like their jokes back and forth? I know you said you liked it. <laughs> I mean, there wasn't too much substance to it, but it was like fun. Like they went by the time they got to the hotel, they were basically drunk. They said they were drunk, and yeah. she was like, "I'm going to be uh, face down in the fountain." And he was like, "Don't say that. Face up in the fountain." And she goes, "Ass up." Yeah, I know. She said, <laughs> "Ass up in the fountain." I felt like it was a little um, okay. So I did think it was sweet that they're flirting. I thought it was kind of fun, and they both were engaging in it. But their barometer for their the level of jokes and stuff and the banter was really low. <laughs> right. There was like some like the floater and the margarita shake it up, and she's like, "You're a floater." It was I like know. very very bad comebacks or whatever totally you know what i mean yeah very low standard yeah um even though he was like when we get along we're two peas in a pod like he was like we're amazing together yeah and like yes you are like giggling and laughing and saying a bunch of jokes but it's all like very bad and um um i did have a dark when he was like she said she was gonna be face down the fountain he was like no no face up and i was like you've been through enough death we can't joke about it yeah yeah, that's why he said that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's taken them like an hour to check into the hotel because everyone is chatting. I don't know what's taking I think so they're long. Like upgrading their rooms, making yeah. sure they have a view. Like Whitney everyone... wants a presidential suite, right? Which he's very upset that he doesn't have one. Yeah, and uh, then they have extra drinks, and Shep is trying to get rid of these extra drinks, and he goes, he tries to give it to Taylor, yeah. and I don't know what she said to piss him off, but he goes, just please take the goddamn drink. Yeah. And I'm like, he's always so fucking pissed at her. Like, yeah, he, he his, gets so triggered. His flirty banter is like being really aggressive. It's like and, kind of scary. Yeah. It's, um, it's, uh, he, 
yeah, he's like he's making fun, teasing her, but it's like it does come off like aggressive and mean spirited, and he does that throughout the episode. Yeah. Uh, then Taylor loves this approach to how he treats her and goes, <laughs> like, "Someone's yeah. trying to get me drunk." Yeah. And uh, I was like, "I think he hates you." <laughs> yeah, he or, or, or he feels like um, that's I don't I yeah I don't, I don't really understand because JT points it out. He's like. Why are you doing this, Shep? You're like, yeah. even though you're treating her like shit, like she's used to that or whatever. And right. like it endears, it makes her think that you're giving her attention because you you like her again. Right. 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 Um, okay. So then they go to dinner. Um, they're trying to figure out the seating chart. Um, someone asked JT how he's feeling. And he said, feeling short, stout, and confident. And uh, Madison said, "Welcome to my life." <laughs> yeah, that was sweet. Also, Madison left a seat at the end, like at the head of the table, and she's like, "Who's gonna be brave enough to sit here?" I don't remember. I think who... Whitney did. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and then Rod said he has a hairy ass. Yep. Rod has a. Ha- <laughs> uh, actually, I think Rod wanted to shave his back. Yeah. And JT has a hairy ass. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure. Okay. So they were talking about that. Um, is this when the oxtail and all the food comes out? <laughs> yes. Um, also, this is when Shep says he was last in Jamaica in college 22 years ago. Right. And Vanita's like, I'm 29. That's crazy. Um, she's and then, figuring out different ages that <laughs> she's uh, doing people, the math that people have. <laughs> and then, yeah, they, this is where they get served the horny goat. And I don't even know who said it. Is it JT that says it or Rod? Rod. Rod says, you are what you eat, Austin. Yeah. And then Austin sort of lets that roll off his back. He doesn't uh, get too into it, even though... (laughs) He says, uh, ask the three out of the four girls here. Yeah. Which, did you think that meant that he was admitting to doing more with Taylor or just that he has had some form of relations with 304? I imagine just three, some uh, relationship... But okay. not like full sex. Because okay. I don't think he would have been that, you know. Um, dumb. Yeah, that dumb to like call that out. I felt like this dinner was slightly um, awkward overall. Yeah. Right? I just felt like once Paige was not there, they just had no purpose for this, this trip. So if they would have called it anything else, like let's get away or whatever, like it would have been more fun. You know, or like it would have been, they would have not felt so out of sorts. But, and then, yeah, anyway, I just felt like it was like sort, sort of uncomfortable this yeah. entire dinner. Right. And then this is when um, Shep starts bullying Taylor because she says, um, food in different countries is so much better. Yeah. Um, and Shep's like, which countries have you been to? You said countries, like list them, name them. And then she does, right? Dominican <laughs> right. Republic, Trinidad. Right. And I'm like, did she just mean like, like islands? Like, because then... Uh, we know she went to Europe. Yeah, right. Like she only lists. I was like, I was confused. And why then, he call, yeah, why did he call her out on that? Yeah, why didn't she say more countries? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you could tell she was like, Shep's always acting like he's so much more well traveled and worldly than me. And she was like, Duh, you're like way older than me. <laughs> right, <laughs> which is true. Um, but yeah, at this point, Craig seems wasted. Yes. His like, um, hair gets all disheveled. Yeah. Uh, uh, Shep is like, I'm going to go stand in the water for a second. They start to like get away from the table, right? And then immediately, some of them go to a bar. Some of them go into that chair with ants in it where Vanita is. Okay. And then Austin immediately goes to Madison. And they have, I thought, 
The, I mean, the best part of the episode was this conversation, yeah. I thought, because... It was civilized. No one has ever hated each other more. Well, obviously, <laughs> yes, there has been, but they had such an antagonistic relationship yeah. for so long. Yeah. And then finally, it was like these two uh, heavyweights, yeah. you know, c- can come together again and just realize they have shared history, but they're yeah. both over each other. And then Madison says, Austin, how are you doing? I got to talk to you. Um, Madison goes, I have, I know what's going on with you. You love Taylor. <laughs> and he goes, he laughs. And I was like, what the hell is she talking about? Yeah. Like, I don't, I He's don't. He's like, bu- that's not what I was expecting you to say. Yeah. And like, and I don't feel that. I don't think he feels it. So Madison right. just like went on a leap. It's like she got like an update from a long time ago, like from four episodes ago. Right. And there was like, that was sort of plausible. Yeah. And now it's like, it seems like we're so far past that, that he kind of just like laughs. At <laughs> I know. Um, yeah. And so. Then she's like, you know, if that is a road you want to go down, you shouldn't feel bad about it. Like, uh, she basically says Shep is the most selfish motherfucker in the world. Yes. You shouldn't worry about hurting him because, like, who cares? Yes. Um, And then it cuts over to Olivia and Craig being like, well, 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 look at this. Yes. Look at these exes flirting. So this was the most interesting part to me. So I loved this uh, Madison and Austin talk, and I felt like it was... um, like a sweet conversation that you'd have with someone that you used to love that now you can just be normal with or whatever. <laughs> and then Craig and Olivia have the worst interpretation of this conversation. Like that Madison and Austin are flirting with each other, possibly right. going to like rekindle on this trip. Like just the exact opposite <laughs> of actually what's going on. Right. And Olivia is basically like Austin is fake as fuck. Cause all he does is talk shit and say horrible stuff about Madison. And now here they are all chummy. And then, um, Taylor's like, yeah, how would you feel basically implying that, um, Madison's husband should, would be yeah. offended by this conversation. It's two people <laughs> who used to date talking to each other. Yeah. There's nothing inappropriate about it. But no. then, um, Shep's like, I wouldn't care at all. And they're like, of course you wouldn't like shut the fuck up. We're not asking you. And he goes, yeah, I wouldn't care because I'm evolved. (laughs) Which, yeah, which, you know, that is a patronizing thing for Shep to say. But in this instance, he's actually right. You know, there was nothing nefarious here. And Olivia really is like, it's like, it's breaking her brain that he ever talked to her. Like she's so jealous of this interaction. And then we find as Madison pries further, it's like a therapy session with Madison. Austin yeah. goes, I actually, all of this Taylor stuff and all of this thing was just a deflection from my true feelings. I'm actively going to therapy now to process my feelings about Olivia. And yeah. then it ends with him, I think, saying, I love <laughs> Olivia, right? Yeah, he's basically like, what is wrong with me that I can't just be happy with this person who is perfect? Yeah. But I don't know if I believe him. I don't know. I The way he was um, smiling and getting a little emotional not fully crying like he didn't take it all the way he was drunk yeah definitely drunk there's more drinking that was going on that i don't even think we saw they probably like sped this thing up and chopped it to shit so he was drunk but i do i I don't know i have to believe now the amount of times austin has said it unless he's just lying his ass off for the camera (laughs) and for a narrative i do think he must have some strong feelings for Olivia that border on love. I mean, he said yeah. love a lot of times. That'd right. be a wild word to be reckless to someone, also someone who's grieving, who's going through this tough time. Right. Like, why say that? Unless he's, you know, horrible, which I don't think Austin is like that horrible of a person. Right. So maybe this is a drunken revelation or whatever, but I just like that it, I like that he 
let us all all know and let Madison know that this Taylor shit is all bullshit, like right. a smokescreen. The true feelings is that he loved Olivia more than he ever wanted to admit to himself. Whether that's true or not, I like that the Taylor chapter is closed. Right. And it's all about Olivia now. Yeah. Taylor's going to be pissed. Yes, of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, so just overall, I mean, I, this episode to me was not that great. I just, I think that the, the fact that the trip happens halfway through, and then like you said, there's so much lead up to the trip. I mean, yeah. we're watching people check into hotel rooms, the training scene with Craig and Austin where they're just like trying to figure out what to talk about, shopping. It, it just wasn't great. And then this dinner wasn't that awesome, you know, that, that much fun. I it did though then like finally this, this Austin Madison conversation I felt was great. And then I liked all of the reactions to it, that it kind of like, Everyone was so stunned that Austin and Madison would ever talk to each other. And it turned out to be this just innocent, sweet conversation. Right. I'm not even totally clear on what um, the catalyst for that conversation was. Like, they just sat down. They were like, like let's have a seat. I think you know Mad- what I mean? Yeah, Madison was just like, like, how are you feeling? And then she was like, I know you. I can read you like a book. Yeah. And he was like, oh, you know me. And he was like, yeah. And she was like, yeah, I do. And then I know what you're going through now. You love Taylor. And she's right. just fully off base. And then yeah. it starts to, as he gets deeper and deeper into it, then he starts to talk about his real feelings. So it just, it went from like a normal conversation and got deep really quick. Right. And I do, I did like that they could finally, we already said it, but it just, it is sweet that they've come to this place now where it's like, you guys loved something about each other in yeah. the past. Like you guys yeah. are an iconic duo, too, <laughs> too powerful to exist. Yeah. Like I'm glad that this, this thing got shut down, yeah. but I like that they can finally like, but I think it gets, I think it gets bad again. Okay. I mean, <laughs> sure, probably. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Cool. Well, yeah. I mean, how did, how did you feel? Am I, am I speaking out of school? Did you like this episode? <laughs> um, it was fine. I, it, was there anything on the preview that made it seem like it was going to get juicy or. So all the scenes I've seen are like JT soaking wet, headbutting Austin, um, them like partying a little harder, Madison screaming at Austin. So a lot of the moments that I think are going to be saved for next episode. Okay. That So I think this trip will definitely ramp up. It's just, I don't think this episode, that dinner was enough to like be the central focus of this episode, but I think okay. it's going to get better. It, yeah. It, it will. I'm sure. Okay, cool. Um, should we head over to, from Jamaica to Bermuda? Yes. And this uh, Yes. Salt Lake. And Salt Lake City structured the episode properly. Wake up and get to Bermuda within like one minute. <laughs> totally. Right? What was this episode called? It was called Bermuda Bermuda Views okay. and Bathtub Blues. <laughs> I wrote down Bermuda Blues and Bathtub Blues. <laughs> you said Bermuda two <laughs> I said blues? blues twice. That's great. Um, this episode had a lot for me as yeah. a Salt Lake City fan um, who is loving this season. Finally... I mean, I, I want to just talk generally about it. First of all, it was just so funny to watch Meredith have this full-blown breakdown, bathtub-related breakdown yes. for the entire episode. Yeah. She could not stop talking about it. I love that. But then I finally got what I have wanted for a very long time, for almost two seasons, which is Heather versus Whitney. Yeah. This long-running secret feud that Whitney has with Heather finally came out in full force at this dinner. Yeah. Like that is like the secret underlying thing rift that is going on in Salt Lake city that they finally start to address. And it yes. was awesome. That dinner was amazing. Yeah, it was, it was good. Um, okay. I just want to quickly say that 
Angie had a zit on her forehead, yes. so she put bling on it. But then she was like, it didn't look right, so I put three. So there's just three crystals like yes. on her forehead. And I was like, that's kind of iconic. Yeah. No, it was fun. <laughs> it, it, that's fun that Angie did that. I'm, I really... I was like, oh, you're like weird. <laughs> she's weird. I like Angie. I'm, I was wrong. I like her. <laughs> she's growing on me. She's growing, like, she's growing on me. I think she does some stuff for the show that is inauthentic. This feud with Meredith keeps continuing for way too long but i do think if she's not doing inauthentic fake shit she is going to just be a fun person in the mix as just someone yeah. who's odd who's putting pimple patches on their forehead <laughs> and stuff and she was she was actually pretty good this episode i mean she has a little bit of a flare-up with with meredith in the sprinter van oh right or bus or uh -huh. whatever it was but um other than that i think it, she was enjoyable to have on this trip yeah um, so yeah, basically the second they land, it's clear that Meredith is going through something. So Meredith popped two Zanny bars, yeah. right? Yeah. Everyone took sleeping pills, but apparently she took twice as many. Yeah. Um, and then she's like freezing cold in the van. She's like, can you please turn up the heat? And everyone's like, no, like yeah. what the Heather hell? Goes, this is not Meredith's trip. We are not doing anything for Meredith. <laughs> she can be cold as hell. Here's a blanket. And then, yeah. <laughs> This entire for the first half of this episode, Meredith is like succumbing to something. She's <laughs> I know. cold as hell. She's weak. Oh my god! Yeah, she's when they're like touring the house, she looks like she's gonna die. She's sleeping, and uh, Heather did the thing. I, I'm pretty sure it was Heather who said, "When they get to this beautiful home, did you think that, yeah. that home was like yeah. one of the best?" I love Heather all like, "Great job, Heather! <laughs> right, I know. This is amazing." <laughs> and Heather's taking it. She's yeah, like, yeah, I picked a great place. Yeah. But Heather does the thing instead of making it a, a belabored. Uh, mess to get the room she just goes go nuts everybody yeah and everybody scatters off and then meredith is like what are we in high school so she doesn't get the room that she wants and she gets the only one without a bathtub right um i wanted to ask you because this now it's there's too much of it to, to not talk about meredith in bathtubs yeah so meredith one time took a bath when jen shaw got indicted <laughs> you know the yeah. indictment or yeah. whatever and she went to the house early and then she was in a bath when and she was relaying that news. Mm -hmm. Since then, Meredith ha has made bathtubs her thing. Yeah. Do you think it's? Do you think it's actually <laughs> central to her identity, and she really does like taking a bath, or is this a thing where it's like Lisa with Rose, where once it becomes a thing, you re it, it reinforces itself more, and right. you're like, this is my brand. Right. I mean, she even at one point posed in a bathtub at BravoCon. Right. Like it's a whole thing. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean. I'm sure she does like taking baths, but it but doesn't everyone, I guess. Right. You know? it's well, like... Heather doesn't. She said she doesn't take baths. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I, <laughs> just, yeah, didn't, I like... just didn't know how much I'm supposed to believe this thing. Cause, right. But then the amount of time Meredith talked about it and brought it up and said how sad she feels that all of her friends treated that like her like that and also talked about it with Monica. I was like, damn. I think Meredith does love a bath. And she goes, I was so cold. And the one thing that could have warmed me up was a warm bath. And you guys deprived me of a bath. I was like, damn, does Meredith actually love baths? It's like she's dying of consumption or something. And they're like, we must warm her in the bath. Yeah. So Meredith, you know, Meredith is just out for the count for her the full first day until yeah. dinner. She has to... I, I liked them showing production going, Meredith, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, what they happened text on her. that? They're what like, we're not point? doing the reality reckoning. We need to make sure she's good. Right. Um, and then we get um, the conversation where it's revealed that Whitney and Lisa still haven't talked since their last yes. kerfuffle. Yes. Um, 
And then Heather, were you slightly confused about the message being relayed where Heather tells Lisa that Whitney was like, I'm teaching her to be a better person by being her friend. No, I liked it because it's true. I think Whitney has said things to that effect yeah. about Lisa, that Lisa was used to be a cold, callous person and that Whitney has brought her out of her shell and brought warmth to Lisa. Right. And I think there is 20% of Heather is using that against Whitney to say, hey, Whitney says weird shit about Only you. Only 20%. I think so. Because I, She I'm, was acting like, what? Like... You don't think that's true? Yeah, I know. I like. I like. Yeah, you're right. That was when Heather said that when she was like, "Oh, what? Well, Whitney doesn't make you a better person," like very skeptically or whatever. <laughs> I did think you know Heather's bringing this out in, into the open because it is a slight against Whitney. Yeah, but I do think Whitney has to. I don't know. I guess I'm being a hypocrite because I would hate if someone just like stirred the pot with someone to tell someone you know what someone else said bad about them and then to like create conflict. But I actually thought that Lisa should know this about Whitney, that Whitney just wrote her off and was horrible to her at Meredith's jewelry party. Yeah. So I think she should know that Whitney's going around town saying, I'm making Lisa a better person. Right. Cause then ultimately we get this amazing fight when Lisa like learns this and she's right. shocked by this, uh, right. you know, revelation. Right. Um, so then Monica goes and checks on Meredith Meredith is like, talk about mumble, ba- mumble mouth McGee. <laughs> I was like, what are you saying? Uh, Meredith, that is. Right. Um, and she's pissed off about the bathtub. Um, and I love that Monica's like listening to her and being like, totally like Meredith's like everyone here. It just shows the level of respect I get from these women that they wouldn't, you know, give me the room with the bathtub. Zero respect right. and i'm like monica also took a room with a bathtub. right and she won't give it to you <laughs> right exactly right and she won't give it to you yes yeah, so then meredith gets like the iv drip a medic comes for her monica's checking on her trying to get her food they yeah. all go do a rum tasting right outside mm-hmm. right yeah um i think that the image of her like dead in bed is gonna be iconic yeah like that's felt instantly memeable yes yeah and i liked what lisa said about meredith she was like she well she sure knows how to churn butter because she's good at milking things or whatever <laughs> right. that was kind of fun i like that yeah um oh and then yeah monica said at the rum t- rum tasting that she didn't start drinking until her 30s after she was excommunicated yeah i was shocked by that's that that's interesting um also i just saw um, while we were taping, I think during the certified turtle piss break that Monica posted her mug shot. I don't know when it's from. Yeah, me neither. I, I saw that too. Yeah. And they added it to the, the row of Bravo <laughs> mug shots now. Yeah. But like, when was that from and what was it for? I don't know. We got to look into that right after this <laughs> and, and find yeah. out. Yeah. Um, Meredith gets glammed in bed. She's going to rally and yes. go out tonight. I was, I was shocked that she made it to dinner. <laughs> I, I was know. Re- when she came out of those doors into the bus or whatever, yeah. I was like, I can't believe <laughs> she, she also overcame. drinks wine the entire night. And yeah. I was like, weren't you like on death's door like an hour ago? Yeah. So are we, we're, we're getting to the dinner, right? Yep. Okay. They're, um, they're in the van. Meredith brings up the bath in oh. the van. She was like, I was white as a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> I was white as a ghost. And this just shows the level of um, what you, respect that you guys don't have for <laughs> me that you would never give me, uh, you wouldn't give me a bath. Right? right. And then Heather was like, who would, who should have traded rooms with you? Right. <laughs> yeah. And they also, they show the 
a clip of Whitney having taken a bath earlier. Right. Um, which obviously like, they got that footage, so they knew what they were doing. Right. Um, and then her and Angie get into it. I don't even know how it happened. Angie um, says Meredith is classless. Yeah, I forget what it was. It was something that uh, I guess when Meredith was walking around like on death's door, she made a comment about how Heather could have her own room so that she could like spread her legs to bring a guy back or something. Yeah. And, she, and Meredith was alluding to what uh, Angela, Angie said about her spreading her legs and scissoring Jen Shaw or whatever. Oh. So Mer- that was a dig uh, from Meredith about Angie. Okay. So then Angie brought it back up and then, yeah, they get into it. But this, this, this feud is running on fumes. Yeah. And Monica even says it. She's like, if I have to hear any more about this, I'm going to threaten both of their families. <laughs> it's just, it's enough. Yeah. You both know what you did here. Uh, Meredith technically threatened to ruin Angie's life, but it's enough. It's right. time to move past this. Right. This can't last for much longer. Right. And then that it definitely gets sidelined at dinner finally when they all are sitting down they're ordering drunken mussels (laughs) it's an okay dinner and then whitney just decides i think right the first person to say something whitney goes lisa you really hurt my feelings Uh and then lisa is ready for this and lisa goes in back on whitney and says you treated me like shit i was crying you left me upset you treated me horribly i was walking on eggshells with you i didn't know what to do i felt horrible after that interaction yeah um yeah and then like uh heather and gets like pulled in the mix like whitney is saying that she's in in the middle between heather and lisa previously yeah um, yeah, so so then Lisa goes, oh, and also another thing, I just heard that you've been going around town saying that you make me a better person from, right. from uh, Heather. And then Whitney, again, like is so upset with Heather. Like, I think she like despises Heather. So the minute that mm-hmm. she learns that Heather told you know what she said about lisa she's like why are you meddling in our friendship why would you ever meddle and and, and heather is like um taken aback she's like i am not meddling i said what you said to her which uh-huh. you know i guess there's no other way to look at that that other than you know heather was stirring shit up between yeah. lisa and whitney so i can understand a little bit why why whitney was mad but then whitney takes it to such an extreme degree <laughs> to where she's like everyone is so jealous of lisa and i's friendship if you knew the sanctity of our friendship you would be stunned by what we have going on and then lisa almost laughs because whitney has such a different interpretation i think than even she has right their friendship and then heather is there the entire time going laughing at this going what the hell happened between you guys where the first the only the first person you wanted to be comforted by after your friend's death was lisa she like missed this whole yeah arc of their friendship where she's just like stunned by it right she's like we talk every day and lisa was like we talk a lot yeah we talk a lot like she didn't want to own it she was like well yeah um and then at one point uh whitney tells heather to shut the fuck up and heather was legitimately as pissed as i've ever seen her she says (laughs) shut the fuck up yeah she goes i'm pissed and yeah. I don't think I don't think you know she can't tolerate Whitney talking to her like that because yeah. they're, they're cousins. They have such history here, and right. Whitney is writing her off. Whitney even says at one point, "I think you're jealous that I don't crawl up your ass anymore, and now I crawl up Lisa's ass." <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, Whitney said Heather's triggered um, by her friendship with Lisa, and in her confessional, Heather says that Whitney's delusional about her level of friendship with Lisa. Yep. Um, 
and but then okay so it's like so dramatic um heather's like let's get the fuck out of here this dinner sucked whatever but i can't imagine after that raucous of an argument whitney falls asleep on the bus ride home so i think whitney was drunk as hell okay because when she said shut the fuck up heather i think even that uh she didn't realize how strong that was heather wasn't that drunk yeah saying shut the fuck up to heather i think she almost tried to walk that back almost in the moment because it was sort of you know so disrespectful she was like why did you tell me to shut the fuck up and she goes because i can yeah (laughs) <laughs> but then last week when we were, you know, we were talking about how um, Whitney was so upset that Lisa got Heather a gift, you know, yeah. and that like that took her, you know, that just made her so upset. It's like something is going on with Whitney where she is so insecure and jealous of her friendship with Lisa for some reason. Right. I don't really even understand it. And now she's transferred all of the love that she used to have for Heather to Lisa. And it seems very one sided that Lisa's just like, and I think Heather says something like, I don't you don't need any help ruining your relationship with Lisa. You're going to do that on your own, <laughs> yeah. possibly right now at this dinner. Yeah. Cause she kind of does the thing where she doesn't play it cool at all. She yeah. kind of shows Lisa all her cards saying like, I love you. <laughs> I love you so much. You're my best right. friend. We talk every, every day. Right. And then you're right. Then it's ramped up as hell. <laughs> yeah. And then Whitney is just KO'd on the bus. Yeah. She's I, like drooling. I feel like they're all sort of, um, in the thralls of their two sleeping pills or one right. that they did. You know, yeah, I think they're all lagged. like, yeah. Um, yeah. They're not used to going on these international trips. Um, did, did you see that Heather shared the video that they took of Whitney sleeping in the bus? <laughs> With the Mentos? Yeah. Well, well, they did that, but then Heather did another one where they film uh, uh, Whitney sleeping and Lisa sings her away in a manger <laughs> song to Whitney. Nice. Yeah. It's very fun. It was sweet. Um, do you think it seemed like they forced them all to leave dinner early or something because they all were eating leftovers at home like they were so hungry still well the storm happens okay so heather was like or monica says you brought the storm or whatever right i also i, I thought it was good of monica to know when to lay low yeah she didn't try to insert herself in this thing she didn't try to like go after lisa for some reason or do anything she kind of just took a back seat which is exactly what i want people to do and, and angie too angie didn't try to like break a glass and say <laughs> right. Opa or whatever again i yeah. love that they just let that thing rip yeah at one point meredith was like angie at least it's not us yeah and monica was like i'm glad it's not me now too yeah um but then when they're back at home eating um leftovers uh whitney's like i could beat heather's ass i do muay thai and i was yeah. like why are we talking about this <laughs> she was right. like Heather would like you to believe that she could kick my ass, but it's opposite. Yeah, and then she's like, Angie, who do you think would win? And Angie goes, um, Heather, no offense. <laughs> I mean, and, I feel like Heather could like fling. Uh, oh. I mean, Whitney's scrappy, but Heather's strong. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Heather would beat the shit out of her. Be for real? Yeah. <laughs> then we get this new like plot line, new through line, which is that Meredith and Monica are having this little wine dinner, eating their leftovers or whatever. Monica says this very long-winded oh story of this whole through line that we haven't heard about na- until now, <laughs> yeah. that while they were talking about Angie possibly being in the Greek mafia, I don't know who the hell brought that up, and it doesn't sound real at all, that someone immediately DM'd them and said, hey, you got to see all this shit that we know about Angie A and Sean. throat. Yes. Bankruptcy, tax liens, like so much shit. And it, it, it's like, oh, I don't know. It's not that bad. Meredith let her hang on this yes. one. And then Monica goes, so you know those DMs that we both got? And Meredith and she goes, goes, I'm so behind on my DMs. <laughs> yeah. She just goes, I don't know anything about it. No, and you can just tell that Meredith is like 
purposefully letting Monica just have this moment on her own. Monica's with, like, yeah. Um. So that was weird. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 very funny. It's very funny of Meredith to do that. It's like I'm yeah. not I'm not doing this with you right now at all. Yeah, she's like, nice try. Yeah. She set her up. It's and like, I feel like Monica feels like is um nervous that she's the one who brought it right. up with no support it's giving munchausen totally like exactly. i feel like that's happened multiple times where the puppeteers you're exactly tee right. up the tea but they're like i didn't say it you did that is actually the exact <laughs> comparison when lisa and um who else was with her with lisa kyle Reynolds? oh yeah when lisa and kyle just <laughs> sat there while lisa Reno was talking about the munchausen stuff and they were just like oh well we've never <laughs> ever thought of anything like that in our lives lisa that's a full you theory you know she's I mean? like oh fuck yeah, oh god did i really just say that on camera with no backup oh my god yolanda was so pissed at her oh that was awesome. man yeah good times um, um so yeah now there's gonna be this whole mafia storyline where it, next week uh angie's like there is no ties to the like she says whatever yeah. the last name is it's like the yeah. most greek last name ever oh, right. yeah. which i'm like Salt Lake City has a Greek mafia? I guess so, but I think, I don't know, leave Angie alone for a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so I feel like Monica's trying to make a moment happen. She's trying to lead the charge on this, which is but weird. But she wanted America, uh, or sorry, Meredith and Monica moment, a, a yeah. combined right. moment against Angie. Right. But I'm like, why does Monica have beef with Angie? You know, she started the season. It's a trope for two first-time cast members to feud with each other. Sure. To, like, try to take the other one down. So I think Monica is just doing what most people have done before her. I wish she wouldn't do it. And then she thought Meredith would back her up because of her hatred for Angie. But Meredith said, no, thank you. I want nothing to do with this. And now that's going to be a lonely Monica journey. <laughs> and then I think now we know why Monica and Angie are not currently friends. Because right. this will probably last for the rest of the season. We're right. almost at the end of this season, by the way. Whoa. Yeah, like two or three more episodes. <gasps> That's crazy. Yeah. Um, good season, I think. Yeah, it has been good. Um, I keep just ticking down to, it's so crazy, it's going to be Vanderpump season. I know. I, I mean, in a month, or, you know, six weeks probably. Yeah. Wow. Wild. Okay, so. Um, all right. Well, you know, I was entertained. Yeah, I know. I, I like good. I, I like this episode specifically. I think it was just, you know, you got to go with him on a trip. I thought the Bear, the Meredith bathtub stuff was funny, just how off, how much she talked about it the entire episode and how sleepy she was and cold or whatever, you know. But then I, I just think that I've been so waiting for this Heather and Whitney, you know, feud to come out and that it was just, I, I, it was shocking when we finally saw them actually fight. You know? Yeah. So that was, yeah, that was good. Maybe, yeah, maybe not the best episode, but it was still, I thought it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Cool. Um, all right. Are we ready for Real Housewives of Beverly Hills dazed and accused? Yes. Let's do it. Okay. Um, we dinner from hell. <laughs> yes. Right? Part two. So, it yeah, it continues right where we left off with Kyle saying, I don't drink uh, because it makes me too depressed. Yes. And she can't afford to feel depressed right now. Yeah. Um, she says to Sutton, she's basically like, you know, I've already brought up my problems in my marriage. You already know about them. Yes. She goes, I've had these conversations with Faye, basically implying, you know, uh, Sutton's like, all right, well, I guess maybe I thought we were closer than we really are. Yeah. I guess you only talk to Faye about that stuff. Right. Um, they show the name them clip. Again. Um, right. Yep. Um, and she goes, 
I think Sutton says, uh, like, what did she say? She says, like, I'm sorry for how that conversation went. And I'm sorry for how you treated me as well. Yes. And Kyle goes, thank you for apologizing on my behalf. Right. And I think she says, you're welcome. Sutton is really taking to heart way too much that Kyle stormed out on that, on that very awkward, you know, uncomfortable encounter with Sutton. Like Kyle right. had every right to get out of there when she started saying name them over and over again. Right. right. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> I don't know why she Sutton feels like that was the one, like the, you know, too much of a hurdle for her to get over that Kyle has to apologize. Kyle was just like, I want to get out of here. You're alluding to Mauricio <laughs> cheating on me. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, then it's sort of like that. Uh, I think Sutton says something like, um, we, well, I'm satisfied with all of your answers. So like, we don't need to talk about this anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know? So then it's now, I think it goes around the table a little bit. I don't know if you noted anything before then, but then Denise wants a little piece. Oh, right. right. Yeah. Uh, I just, right before that happens is when Erica says that she would love to have oh, right. a love affair, like in the movies. And then in her confessional, Sutton says, you did have a love affair. It was like Harold and Maude, but in reverse. And I was like, is that the only example you can think of, of like a, cause Harold and Maude is like, I don't know. <laughs> I think that's a bad example. Yeah, I, I could have been better. I think she just kind of <laughs> thought I, that was the first one that came to your mind. Uh, yeah, that yeah, I, I she should have probably. I don't know. Are, there's not a lot of actually examples of movies though where an older person loves yeah. a younger person. She could have just taken the Anna Nicole Smith route, but I guess that's not like in the movies. Right, I think so. Yeah, um, but so anyways, that, I felt like that was another example of Sutton uh, saving her juice for uh, when she's safe in the confines of the confessional. Yeah, she's good at confessionals, but doesn't really yeah unleash much of that stuff in person, right. except against Kyle. What was that scene where they showed where Erica was like, "I used to have a good relationship with a lot of people in town," and they showed this like kind of long. 15 second scene where they were meeting with that yeah. police officer yeah or the... i think it was like the sheriff like the like la sheriff or something what was, what was the... it was like a power lunch to show that they were like well connected yeah but like it was too long yeah like, it was like i don't remember that moment at all and i don't see why that's relevant <laughs> i kind of love it because to me it was like she they were so chummy with him that first of all i'm like I don't even want to know the weird shady shit that's going on between like in the legal system with right. like him being broed right. down with the cops. But it is like an example of Erica being his, you know, trophy wife who's like she's like the politician's wife. Like she knows all of the characters in town and is sort of like playing a role. Right. Like that scene they showed because she said she calls her marriage an arrangement. She did? Yeah. Oh, I don't I don't know if I heard yeah, that. Yeah, she wow. said like, um, she basically called it an arrangement and said that she doesn't want like Tom had his entire life like was the priority and then she fit into his life and she said next time she wants to have her own life and for someone else to have their own life and for them to like come together yeah um but I, I don't know I'm very interested in the whole like um it wasn't even I mean it was I guess like a sugar daddy type uh arrangement but like we talked about before, that's hard work. Like she had to earn those checks. Oh yeah. Like she had to be on all the time for however, 10 years or however yeah. long they were together. And he was mean. That clip they always show oh, where he goes, excuse me, Erica, I'm talking. <laughs> With Lisa and yeah. everyone. Yeah. Excuse me, Erica. Yeah. I didn't like that. that so, you don't think she, so you don't think she truly loved Tom? <laughs> I mean, maybe eventually she did. 
But like, that's the thing. Whenever people are so judgmental about like, quote, gold diggers or whatever, I'm like, she's the one that has to do it. Yeah. I'm not very, <laughs> I'm not very anti big wide age, age ranges. Yeah. I just don't think, who cares? Yeah. But it is, she's kind of giving Lala in the sense that she was always like, oh, he can fuck baby. And you're like, no, he can't. I remember when she specifically <laughs> said that exactly. He can fuck baby. Because um, um, remember right. Lisa, when they first met, was like, does he still get it up? You know? <sighs> and I'm like, Ken is like basically that old. So. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're right. So, yeah. Th- and then Denise, you know, turns around. She's hearing uh, Erica talk about how a perfect love she wants. And Denise <laughs> goes something like, I've got a bone to pick she with like you. She goes, you treated me bad. <laughs> The when faces I met you, yeah. that Denise is making yeah. throughout this episode are something to behold. So she's drunk as hell. I, I yeah. have to. I'm blaming it all on drunk. Yeah, she doesn't uh, smoke weed. She says, yeah. "I believe her." I think she just like did like four tequila shots or five tequila shots right before she got here. Everyone's Go. very confused. Yes, and she goes, "You treated me bad. I met you. You were wonderful. Then you had a different dynamic, uh, and you know what you did." And Erica goes, "I'm sorry." I don't really know what we're talking about here. And you Erica's, know what I'm talking about. And she goes, I really don't. Can you please tell me? <laughs> she, she kept telling the same. She couldn't spit it out. She said like three times that she goes, how nice Erica yeah, was originally. Yeah. And then everyone goes, okay, uh, Denise, I- any examples? Are there any yeah. examples of what Erica has done to you? And she goes, go watch the show. <laughs> she goes, and then she says, she goes, why don't you take a minute, go watch the show and come back. It's like, that would be so funny if Erica was like, okay, let me go see what you're talking about. Yeah, she's about like, here. do you know which episode? Like, yeah. I like that Denise also has to break the fourth wall anytime she's on camera. It's yeah. kind of silly. They, um, yeah, basically everyone's like, can you, like, I think like both Kyle and Sutton and like everyone's like, yes. But what do and, you mean? Because we don't know either. Yes. And no one does. And no. I didn't as a viewer. I, I still like, don't. The thing that she ends up saying it doesn't make sense. It was the time, the only thing that Denise did that was notable in her entire however many season run, two season run, that people were talking about sex too close to her, <laughs> di- her kids at the dinner table that she talked about for. And I'm like, five you episodes. literally talk about getting a happy ending from no, your husband in yeah, a medical no, office. No, the fact that it was that, I was stunned. I was like, I don't. It even... doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. No. So she just. I think she had a clear idea that she wanted to stir up shit at the dinner too, and be like Sutton and Kyle, and like you know, do something notable at this weed dinner, and then just could not spit out what the hell it was. Yeah. And then she had to resort to a fourth wall break because she couldn't explain herself within the confines of the show. Yeah. Without breaking the fourth wall, and then everyone is no one's on her side here. No. Garcelle is on on her side. It's just like Denise is so drunk yeah they cut to crystal and her confessional and she can't even come up with anything fun to say she just laughs yeah that for like 30 seconds yeah, and she that... just goes what bitch what yeah that was um that was really embarrassing and i was like and... you can't like come up with anything to say yeah she was like i i can't even i don't even want to like think about it it was <laughs> it was such a bad confessional it was so 
I, I, and Crystal is definitely trying to heighten her appearance in these con- or her yeah. energy in these confessionals. And this was just another just completely off base take. It <laughs> yeah. was just not funny at all. She's just laughing to herself. It was terrible. Um, then Sutton, I thought was interesting. Sutton, you know, keeps on giving. Um, this season, she lights up a huge joint at the table yeah. and starts smoking weed in front of everyone. And Erica is stunned by Sutton because I think I think yeah. Erica is the only one that was actually high. Yeah, at one point she said, "I am so confused and high." Yeah. Um, but then to end the Denise thing, she goes, "Well, you know, Denise, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Denise." Oh, oh right. And Denise goes, "You're welcome." <laughs> wow, I didn't know I didn't notice that. Wow, you're welcome after that. That's the best way to receive an apology. They cut to the chef in the kitchen and he goes, dude, Denise Richards is fucked up. That was awesome. That was so great. And then I, I think do, is this when they sort of uh get away from the table for a second? Like or they yeah. start to they start to leave. And yeah. De- Denise is drunk as hell yeah she's like mumbling to herself she goes she goes how does she not know yeah and she goes she's a fucking dumb fuck yeah she also as she's walking and, and kyle and uh sutton <laughs> everybody are helping her she goes this too and she like looks <laughs> and like points at like kyle's house and no one knows what the fuck she's talking about they everyone keeps making eyes at each other like what the hell yeah and then when she tries to explain herself in this in the solace of her friends she still can't do it right at all (laughs) like she's basically waiting for them to leave the table to go up to like garcelle and kyle and dorit to be like can you believe that shit yeah like how does she (laughs) not remember the thing i'm talking about that i can't explain at all and i haven't said (laughs) once and they're like denise even sutton's like i'm I'm sorry denise we don't really know what you're saying i don't think you got your point across then dorit has i think the most iconic moment in the episode one of the funniest (laughs) things i've ever seen in her life dorit with I think good intentions yeah. for the most part goes up to Denise says honey I think your jack is, jacket is upside down yeah. right they roll the clip of her when she arrived versus yeah. now and her yeah. jacket is certainly upside down yeah and, uh, and Denise goes don't do this I know what you're doing and it's like <laughs> What is Dorit doing? Why? She's saying your jacket is upside down. She's she like, thinks, I'm just telling you about your jacket. And she yeah. goes, I don't give a flying ass fuck about yeah. a jacket. And Dorit doesn't care. She goes, I swear, I think your jacket is upside down. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, don't do this. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, then she starts getting like all pissed off. And Dorit's like, okay, can you like take it down a notch? Like, seriously, yeah. chill. Like, you're freaking me out. And then finally... She is like, all right, I'm going to go. And Kyle walks her out. And everyone's like, what the hell? Yes. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it was wild. And then uh, once she's gone, <laughs> everyone, I think, is just stunned at how drunk Denise was. It's sad that that couldn't have brought them all together. It no. wasn't enough. No. Um, Dorit can... narks out Sutton about how she said um, that when they asked where Kyle went, Sutton yeah. said in denial somewhere I, yeah I don't know why I'm I'm enjoying now ratting someone out for, in these two episodes <laughs> that we just talked about because I think it's justified that Dorit says that Sutton said that at yeah. the same dinner you yeah. know what? and then Kyle immediately is like Sutton what am I in denial about and then they cut over to Erica who's like high as fuck and she goes insanity yeah Do you, <laughs> I think it's sort of notable how long this Kyle and Sutton feud has because it's been mm-hmm. what three episodes of this where every yeah. time they get together they can't not fight yeah I usually think in normal feuds there's a little bit of a reprieve for a couple episodes and then it might flare up but this is like every single yeah. time they see each other it has not been resolved no and then Sutton takes it low as hell mm-hmm. right Pre- yeah so Kyle is like um Kyle implies that Sutton was drunk as hell. She says, I didn't know if that was your 
first drink <laughs> or your fifth drink. Right. Um, Sutton says, I was on gabapentin. Oh, wow. Which, which you know. I give so that to my cat. I give that to George. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Um, she also, then the, the food thing comes up and Sutton's like, how dare you accuse me of not eating when you know yes. I have that esophageal disorder. Right. Um, Something that Kyle knows. Yeah. And Kyle's kind of like, yeah, whatever. Like, I don't even know what that is. Like, fuck off. <laughs> now, now there is a, I, I am still on Kyle's side more than Sutton's. I like both of them. Yeah. But I do think Sutton now has enough, I mean, ammunition from kyle that she can be just as aggrieved by kyle's actions uh-huh. kyle said out loud that she doesn't eat and yeah. if she does have this disorder I, you know i don't know yeah. if that's true or not but if she does sutton could take that to heart to be like you're making fun of my eating habits and i yeah. have trouble eating yeah. also she said that story last week about you know her husband yeah. le- leaving to london yeah i like i do think sutton has legitimate grievances now against kyle but i think kyle's grievances against sutton sort of trump trump them just sure. in my view and then she immediately loses her leg yes, to stand on by does. going you already lost two sisters do you want to lose a third and it's like do you really you know that that's like kyle's biggest heartbreak yes in life and everyone's and, like no yeah, everyone says it <laughs> everyone says it and also but though when she says that you've already lost two sisters do you want to lose three she means herself yeah <laughs> she already was told by Kyle that don't flatter yourself about that. Yeah. I really don't understand why now Sutton is again saying I'm like a sister to you when Kyle already said you're not really. Right. And then it comes up that um, she's like, you knew what I was talking about regarding Kathy, yes. basically. And she goes, yes. And Sutton's like, I'll I'll say it. And she said that um, Kathy was pissed off that yes. she wasn't defending her in the press and called her and screamed at her. Yes. Which I'm like, this secret evil Kathy is like so scary. Oh, yeah. And now there's enough evidence of this where I fully believe it. Yeah. Sutton got this call. She admitted it. And all Sutton said was that I think there's some back and forth where probably Lisa Rinna and Kathy, there's some truth to both sides. Yeah. It's like Kathy couldn't even let that come out. Right. And then, but then Kyle's pissed that Sutton didn't take her side during the reunion. Yes. She goes, you were really quiet uh, at the reunion. Yes. I think I don't think she says the words reunion. But no, no. That's... And then it's also evil of Kathy. When you watch that reunion again, Kathy, when Kyle says, please don't let us end this reunion like this. She'll never talk to me again if we end like this. And, and Kathy goes, I think that's true. It's going to be a while. Something, something yeah. to that effect where it's like, it's like, yeah, things aren't going to be good with us for a really long time. Like they, they use, we've already talked mm-hmm. about this. They both, Kim and Kathy, use their love of Kyle as a weapon yeah. to make her like have to be better to get their love again. That's right. awful. Yeah. That's horrible. Um, there's multiple things that are relevant. Um, I have just rapidly watched the Peacock season two of Paris and love. How is it? And it's good. It's entertaining. Um, But there's a lot of overlap because it's a similar timeline. Um, And on the finale episode, it's Paris's concert performance at the Fonda in Hollywood. And her family goes and there's a bunch of like celebrities there, but with her mom's group, Sutton is there. Wow. And Kim Richards, but not Kyle. Um, And, it's relevant. Uh, it comes up later, but um, when Ki- uh, Kyle is talking uh, to her kids and with Kim about Paris's baby and how she hasn't met him and how she found yes. out on Instagram that that baby was born. If you'd only watch Beverly Hills, you would say, wow, that's fucked up. Kyle's so out of the loop that she found out about her niece's baby on Instagram. But if you watch Paris in Love, you know that 
her baby was a surrogate. Like I was going to say born by a surrogate, uh-huh. carried by a surrogate. Yeah. Um, and Paris didn't tell anyone, including her mom, her sister Whoa. or anyone until time. he was a week old. Whoa. She just, her mom came over and she said, this is my baby. They never knew he was being baked. Whoa. Conceived. Okay. Created. So, so Kyle, take that into account. <laughs> yeah. No one. No one knew. She literally, yeah, handed her, the baby to her mom at a week old and was like, surprise. And then they went over to her dad's house her parents house and showed him and they just facetimed uh nikki who was with farah at the time so nikki and farah found out on facetime when he was already a week old and then if you were to believe the timeline of the show they post on instagram immediately after that so it's like even if farah called yeah her mom it would be like the same time it was posted on instagram okay so kyle take that (laughs) into consideration do you think that dad the dad hilton whatever his name is rick do you think he watches any of this shit (laughs) the the hundreds of hours that his family thousands of hours that his family has been involved with on television any of it no wow i think he's kind of out of the loop wow Um, out of the loop but Um, yeah that show covers a lot of like kathy being scary how she threw Paris into that evil troubled teen institute where she was kidnapped in the dark of night. Of course. And she basically refuses to take any accountability for having done that. I believe every bad thing about Kathy. I believe (laughs) that we will never know to the extent to which she said horrific things in that bus to Lisa Rinna. And Lisa Rinna could barely even retain the horrors that Kathy unleashed. I also yeah. liked the scene where I was proud of Erica again because I liked Erica this episode. And I, th- I was really proud when Erica just said point blank what Kathy said, which is right. she dropped a full-blown F-bomb. Yeah. And said that old F-bomb that won't let me... F-slur. That F-slur won't let me play my song or whatever. And Erica goes, I'm sorry, I'm not a liar. I'm just saying exactly <laughs> what you said. And Kathy goes, never, ever, ever would I use that language. And I'm like, you are lying right <laughs> totally. now. Totally. Completely. I don't know who wouldn't believe that. Right. Um, yeah, and Erica says that she's like the women fear Kathy because she can lock you out. And she's like, I've always been a lone wolf, so I'm not afraid. I like that. I like that lone wolf. (laughs) But that's true because it's like, I mean, first of all, Erica has already been um, smeared. Yes. Like her reputation is like ruined and, you know, not to give her props or whatever, but she was always like, even though she was connected like in LA society or whatever, she was still like, I'm like low key, like a dominatrix pop star, which, you know, is crazy that she did both and didn't care. Meanwhile, Sutton, the thing that everyone always talks shit about is that she cares so much about her reputation, which happened at magic Mike, where she was like, I'm on the board. Like, and I feel like Kathy is the world, the type of world that Sutton cares about. So if anyone's going to be scared of Kathy, it's someone like her because the society that they're both part of is the same. Right. You know? Yeah, you're right. Whereas um, Erica's like, I don't want to be in that stuffy ass society. Yeah. Like, fuck that. I love that. And, and another point for, you know, I think Kyle, that she accurately assessed that. Yeah. Um, did you like when after everyone left, Kyle's housekeeper was like, I don't like to see you upset. I love you. Yeah, that like was, the only friends she has left are her housekeeper. That was so sweet. Kyle had the worst dinner of her life. It was so sad and horrible. Yeah, 
Um, and I mean, really, this dinner was the entire focus of the episode because then there was just basically 20 minutes of like the fallout from it, right. basically, right? I mean, yeah. that was like the huge highlight. And then they put some pickleball, pickleball, talking um, about Sutton's esophagus. Yeah. Um, um, it was funny that, um, <laughs> that Kyle really thought it was so funny when Anna Marie brought up the sphincter. And I was like, somebody's never had acid reflux because it's all about the sphincter. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> I thought she was making sort of a leap there. No, you have, it's like the thing that like releases acid. So like if you are say like anxious or I don't know, whatever happens, it causes your sphincter to, in your throat to be like malfunctioning. So like I'll sometimes get like heartburn when I'm like anxious. I think it's like a misfire. Oh, okay. You know? Oh, yeah. And so like your sphincter will like release, or I guess in Sutton's case, it's that it's like she can't get food down because it's not like opening. Oh, okay. I don't know. Oh, so there's a, oh, I'm but sorry. There's a sphinx. So there's a sphincter in your mouth? Your throat. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> this whole time I thought she was talking about the sphincter. Her asshole. Yeah, there's two sphincters. Yeah, that's what at one point Anna Marie said. She's like, we have all kinds of sphincters. Oh, I, I missed that. I thought she <laughs> immediately brought it to Sutton's asshole was misfiring or whatever. Okay, I think that's what Kyle thought too. Okay, but, I'm on the Kyle page. But it was um, actually quite relevant because she said she's a nurse, a nest, a nest. Oh God, I'm not gonna be able to say that word. A nestetician. Uh, <laughs> Anesthetist. Yeah, anesthetist. Um, I think you're right. Which like means she has to put shit down people's throats. Wow. Like, that's what she does. So she knows all about it. Um, and then when they, when people kept coming through the door at this other lunch, I was like, what a bunk group. It was Crystal, yeah. Sutton, Garcelle, and Denise. You're, yeah, you're right. I'm like, my loyalties have shifted so much where I wanted the Fox Force 5 dismantled so much that I'm, <laughs> I was so happy when Lisa Renna left. And I do think Lisa Renna is a huge part of the decline why I didn't like that group. But now when I see the alternative of who could possibly <laughs> take over, I'm like, give me Dorit and Kyle and Erica all day. Yeah. But just make them talk about real shit and not be above the fray where there's right. this alliance. Because yeah. I, you know, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not too stoked on the Crystal Garcelle Sutton dynamic right now, it's especially terrible. if you're adding Denise, who's her, you know, not very good. <laughs> right. So at one place they're talking about sphincters. Then at this lunch, Garcelle brings up neuropathy because she yeah. saw the like if you've been affected like thing on TV, and she's like, apparently it can be so bad that it'll cause amputation. And they're all like, what the fuck? Why are you saying that right, <laughs> right. now? And then, uh. They're talking about Kyle and then um, Denise goes, so Kyle was questioning your drinking. And I think she just meant she was trying to get clarity on the yeah. situation. But Sutton immediately took it as exactly like yeah. she should talk. Yeah. And then they all go around talking shit about Kyle doing the splits and all this stuff, which I'm like, I thought that's what you guys love. You were mad that she doesn't do that anymore. Yeah. I, yeah, I know. I w yeah, I was not, I did not like this united front against Kyle. Like yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm like, it's like the world against Kyle right now. And I'm proud of Kyle for being yeah. so open about everything that she's going through. And you can just tell how sad she is this entire yeah. episode. Right. And it ends, I mean, I don't know if you want to skip, I mean, the Dorit homeschool stuff was sort of, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, those kids are gonna be weird. That's all I'll say. 
I just I wanted to make one note. At one point, um, they're showing a lesson that Phoenix got, where the where the teacher is saying um, a book has a cover or whatever, and Phoenix goes, "A cover is probably the most important part of the book." And I was thinking, um, he I think he failed that lesson because we all learned that actually you don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. So I think PK probably heard that conversation <laughs> happening and said, "Get these kids back in school immediately." Right. Well, I also forgot he goes, "I raised." three kids before I, I even met you and i was like holy shit how for- old are they i forgot that too They're, P- they must be in like their 20s pk yeah pk i gotta know more about him but i don't need to know more right but i should probably at some day someday learn yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right um, then this is sweet right this was sweet i thought which part oh 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 if we're going towards the end unless you want to talk about erica getting that big dirty <laughs> dirty martini yeah all i'll say is that her creative director mickey yes um he choreographed Paris Hilton's show that I was talking about. Oh, he's on both the... oh, shows. My... Oh, that's amazing! Wow, a small, <laughs> small world. Small world. I was like watching it. And I was like, "That's Mickey." Wow, that's Mikey, awesome. Mickey. I'm not sure. I only know him from this, from Mikey. Erica's as Erica's friend. Um, yeah. Um, so, anyways, yeah. Um, oh, yes. The sweet part would be Kyle, Dorit, and Kim Richards. Yes. So they're just talking about how bad Sutton is and how low of a blow it is to bring the sisters into place. And then all of a sudden, a ray of sunshine approaches them. <laughs> Kim Richards, who I haven't seen in forever, unless she just peeked her head in in some season that I'm forgetting about. But She I'm is a- on Paris and Love, if you I- watch that. I love that. And I love <laughs> Kim's presence. I've always loved her. We've talked about Kim a lot. She's finally in a good place. She looks great. She looks great. She's in a good place with Kyle. She had a little bit, it sounds, of a hard COVID time where yeah. she unfortunately didn't leave the house for <laughs> three years. She never left and started painting the walls. <laughs> so, yes, that was rough COVID-wise. But those murals that she painted, I thought actually looked very beautiful. I was like, did, did you like them? You didn't like them? Well, I, you know, some of her art looked cool. But I'm worried that if you went in person, it would look like a house of horrors. Oh, I'm sure if you got (laughs) invited to that house and you walked in and you saw a lot of these competing scenes, (laughs) paintings... You probably would say, what is happening in here? Was <laughs> Did someone live here for three years without leaving the house? Yeah. But isolated. Right. I thought she showed a lot of artistic promise. Yeah, I was proud of her. Uh, Kyle was impressed. I love how she was like, I told Paris that if she wants me to paint anything on the yes. walls for her baby's nursery, I could do it. Yes. Um, one quick thing, because I just feel the need to use my knowledge of Paris and love. When Kim comes to meet the baby, um <laughs> Kathy forces her. They don't show her on camera until Kathy forces Kim to wear a baseball cap because she said her hair looked like shit. Wait, Kathy forced Kim to wear a baseball hat because her hair looked like shit to meet the baby? Yeah. Why couldn't the baby see her hair like that? (laughs) She basically, so uh, Kathy comes into Paris's room and is like, Kim's here. She's going to meet the baby. But do you have like a baseball cap or something? Because her hair's not done. And then I was like, oh, I like at first I was like, maybe Kim was like, oh, I didn't know I was going to be on camera. Like, can you get me a hat or something? Whatever. But then they go in. She has the cap on her head and she goes, yeah, your mom made me put on a hat. She didn't like my hair. Whoa, Kathy, (laughs) what the hell is going on? And why did you not show your true self on Beverly Hills and you only show it on Paris's love or Paris in love? In love. Um, Then when they talk about Paris, that makes Kyle sad for exactly the reasons we talked about that for some reason when Kathy 
gets in a feud with Kyle. She has to make her entire family ice them out completely. Yeah. So Kyle is withdrawn and away from half of her family or a significant yeah. p- part of them because she's in a fight with Kathy. So she talks about how sad that is. Kim says, this is so sad. You guys need to work this out. Yeah. Life is too short. She's obviously learned a lot, you know, um, yeah. in the last few years. And I thought it was so sweet. They hug. Dorit takes a photo of yeah. them because it's like the sisters are bonding yeah. again. Yeah, I loved how touched Dorit was. I was like, Dorit's actually friends with Kyle. Dorit like, was, you know what I mean? Yeah, Dorit was bringing it this episode. I don't know what the hell I was being a Dorit hater. I don't know if maybe <laughs> I watched those seasons again. I might like... She's well, been more fun recently. Something she's, changed. She's very fun. I mean, her, her addressing Denise's upside down jacket was so powerful i've never seen anything <laughs> like it she's actually you're right her friendship with kyle is so legitimate and real that yeah. that is something you can't fake on these shows and a lot of franchises don't have actual good friendships like stood right. the test of time right in dorit and kyle's is one of them right we, we, we should do we need to do a someday we need to do a recount of like the best most authentic friends like the best duos in all of bravo franchises just because yeah. it's true it's a sacred thing totally and this is one and i thought it was sweet and um i'm glad that even though things are horrible with kathy she still has kim because that was all always tumultuous as well right um but i think aren't kathy and all the sisters at this point today I think they're, are good. I think they're doing better. Yeah. But, but you never know when Kathy's going to withhold that love again I for know. any infraction that Kyle might. You I know. know it's just it. funny watching her again and again say, we're in a really good place right now yeah. at, with like any one of her sisters. I'm like, this has been happening for so many years. Right. Like, it's so crazy that their relationship is so difficult. Yeah. Like, I know. It's well, I think it's it. I think it's because what we said Kathy and Kim both have the power to write off Kyle for anything she does wrong and they can they're fine just like leaving her in the dust and Kyle doesn't have that same feature in her. Yeah. She loves her sisters and wants to be with them even when they're fighting and would never do that to them so she's so stunned that yeah. they could withdraw their love from her and they do it all the time. Yeah. And and she's used to it now. Um I do want to say are you ready for Winter House? Yeah. I might. Do you care if we take one more quick <laughs> certified course. turtle uh, piss break? Let's do it. Okay. Perfect. We're back. We got nogged up. Did you, have you had all of your nog? <laughs> Almost. It's good. You you like it really? I do. It's okay, good. Okay, good. I'm so glad. I'm, yeah, I'm nogged up as well. Um, <laughs> I had a full, no, yeah, a full like cup mm-hmm. of it. Um, okay. It's well, good. did, I feel, I mean, that Beverly Hills was good, right? I enjoyed it. But the only thing is that it was so powerful for the first half, and then they just have to put a bunch of dog shit random <laughs> homeschooling stuff because they didn't want to make that one full iconic episode to spread right. it out. I did feel like that homeschooling conversation um, did make me feel more than ever that they will get divorced. Yeah, it, w- it was <laughs> it was a little rough. And she talked about how withdrawn uh, PK is from the proceedings of a parent. Right, she like, said she feels like a single mom. She's like, he doesn't know shit about them. And he just comes in like with this, you know, thing that he thinks is right and says that it has to be like that, but he doesn't know Phoenix or Jagger. Yeah, that was kind of dark. Is it Phoenix and Jagger? Yeah, right? Phoenix and Jagger? And then did Paris name her kid Phoenix too? She did. So the- she said she wanted to name her children after cities like herself. And I was like, Phoenix is a city? I was like, it kind of only works for like glamorous cities. No, Phoenix is nice. <laughs> you like Phoenix? 
Yes. My parents, <laughs> uh, my dad uh, lived in Phoenix for a really long time. Well, Scottsdale, technically, which is actually <laughs> That's a nice. good name. Scottsdale. I like that. <laughs> Not Scott, but Scottsdale. Scottsdale is pretty cool. That's a good name. <laughs> Scottsdale. And then... What about like Tustin? Tustin. I, there are actually a lot of good city <laughs> names. Uh, so I'm okay with Phoenix, but I know what you mean. Um, um, like her daughter's London. So she'll be London and Paris and then Phoenix. But I guess Phoenix, the opposite or the other version is cool. Like the, a Phoenix rising. Yeah, I like that too. Well, yeah, I'm proud of Paris for that. Um, <laughs> um yeah, it's like how there's like 400 housewife children named Cruz. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, so Winter House, this house is still rocking. It's still winter in the house. This episode is called Parental Advisory. Because for some reason, now I like, I think it's sweet that Corey invited his parents, but why did he? Yeah. And why did they come? Yeah. And why? why? It's I mean, weird. I'm fine that they did, and I think it's sweet, and I like seeing his rapport with his parents his dad seemed a little mean actually yeah he when he made, to that, Malia. When he made that horrible joke to malia or not even a joke I he know. said what are you gonna do post that photo for your 25 followers on instagram i, I was like what the hell did you say well, to at malia? least she shot back yeah that maybe and then maybe they know that that's like the the kind of humor that they have yeah i'd be like i don't know you like that yeah i don't know you like that at all (laughs) but so i was just less um i'm so tired of the sam and Corey. will we make it official it sounds like something that sixth graders would talk about right yeah you know what i mean yeah so overall that that shit was uh was not that great the fact that that was like the main focus whatever but what's really (laughs) the meat of this episode is alex and danielle's full demise (laughs) i thought you were gonna say captain sandy (laughs) oh oh, oh, captain sandy was fine that was very much just uh one and done i mean she didn't really do shit she didn't do shit they really they put it in the preview forever yeah and then it was like the most boring shit ever she just like went down the mountain with them obviously i'm always stunned anytime i see casey ski backwards i'm like casey you are the best skier i've ever seen in my life but the skiing there was too much skiing in this episode it was night skiing and day skiing right you guys can't go skiing twice in an episode yeah did Uh, you see that um when they were saying goodbye to captain sandy uh kyle said hopefully i sell my beverage company and then i can charter a yacht and i was like oh is that the plan i yep i um i made a mark of that too because i was like that would be the coolest episode of below deck oh my god like a full season of below deck could be that that was awesome. Um, I thought this entire episode, it was Alex's behavior. This episode was so funny to me that he is like the most miserable I've ever seen someone on one of these shows. Yeah. He just cannot stand that he is in this situationship right. with Danielle and he's actively miserable. Yeah. He's begrudgingly kissing her. He doesn't want anything to do with her. Anytime she like talks about anything in the future he's like yeah we'll see i don't know about that it's like he just wants out of this but he can't just say i know she keeps being like what's wrong are you okay your vibe is off your vibe is off she keeps saying to him like she's taken a turn the agreement is not no agreed upon right um i also just want to quickly say that they facetime schwartz and he does say He's coming back, which I really didn't think he would. They gave, yeah, he had a full pause where he waited. I didn't think so either, but he's coming back. I yeah. can't wait to see him. I mean, so excited again. That'll be so fun. And I like that he texted Katie. He goes, um, I survived the, the reunion and I lived to tell the tale. Yes. So sweet. Um, also, um, Amanda takes a pregnancy test because she keeps feeling sick. Uh-huh. Um, and 
we are not surprised to find that it's negative because we know that she did not. I think have she's baby. nauseous because she got bashed in the nose and eyes <laughs> and face with a huge football uh, the sure. day before, and that well, she would also make had you sick. norovirus mere days before and hadn't recovered yet. Yeah, it's no mystery to me why Amanda is feeling a little under the weather. Yeah. Um. um but yeah. Uh, oh, this is so. Yeah, Danielle is all worried about Alex. Yes. And then she decides she's kind of losing it, quite honestly, in this episode. She's losing it. And and, and do you, you, the impetus for her losing it, is, so we can, we can, we can kind of get to it, right? We're like yeah. cutting through Winter House. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Danielle pulls Jordan aside and basically says something like, I can't be friends with you, even though we should be friends because of how you're acting around... Um, uh, Alex. Alex and uh, she goes I think that you're kind of withdrawn and like being a bummer bad mood horrible <laughs> because you're not getting attention from men and no one likes you here you don't have a crush on anyone Jordan goes okay <laughs> and She's then like, when Jordan wow <laughs> and then when Jordan comes back to the house she tells Alex because they have a friendship now you know and Alex I think wishes he was with Jordan yeah he tells her Jordan tells uh, him what Danielle said. And Danielle, I think Alex says something like, I hate Danielle. I can't believe she said that. And Danielle overhears it. Yeah, she's like, fuck off. You guys are fucking awful. Yes. And um, then and then at this whole, the, another through line of this episode is that Brian has needed clothes the entire time because he didn't pack yeah. anything right. He didn't bring boots. He didn't bring, bring cold enough jackets. So finally, his mom sent this coveted package of a bunch of warm clothes. Yeah. Right? And then those two events happen at the exact same time where Brian is elated that he finally has fun clothes from his mom, which yeah. I don't know about this, you know, his love for his mom, but it's implied right. that he's like a mama's boy. Right. But then uh, when Danielle, she finally wants, she says the mood is bad and the vibe is so bad that she finally wants to let loose and party her ass off. But it's kind of a chaotic evil party energy that she wants to create in the house <laughs> yeah she's like who cares about that fucking box it's time to party yes throws shit throws it at him yes he's immediately so pissed he goes that's disrespectful to my mom my mom just sent me that and she's like who cares we're partying she goes jesus christ everybody sucks in this house yeah and then when i saw this scene this is the my <laughs> most um I, this was the scene i was most excited about and i always thought danielle was being very funny by saying who cares we're partying and then yeah. brian benny was over heightening his reaction like yeah. My mom got me that to be a silly guy. Yeah. But no, everything about that scene was real. <laughs> he was really upset. She was shoving his clothes in his face and slapping him with the gloves, <laughs> throwing his shit around the house. And then she was yeah. really saying, don't talk about your mom right now. Get out of that clothes box and come yeah. party with me. Yeah. Casey was totally offended. She went over to Alex's room and was like, you need to go check your girl. Brian said that too. Yeah. They go together. They're like, she's a demon out there. And he goes, it's not my responsibility. Yes. I shouldn't have to deal with that. And they were like, you're right. Right. <laughs> right. And then I've never seen Brian mad. So this is like what it took to get Brian mad. And it was. I mean, I would be mad at Danielle too. If she she did was that. just being whack. Yeah. And then uh, she comes in to talk to him. And, and she, at no point does she apologize. She just goes, he's like, that was fucked up. Why are you being like this? What's going on? Like, stop. Yeah. And she goes, don't get it twisted ever. Come correct with me next time or don't come at all. It was like she started to speak in these, just these phrases that didn't really make any yeah, sense. Yeah, she was at all. like scary. And then she's like, do you think Alex likes me? <laughs> I was like, you're going insane. <laughs> and, then, and then it ends where she wants this party energy so badly. And then she has to go to her room to collect herself because she's so sad. And yeah. she's almost crying, telling herself in the mirror. She's like, what, what did she say? She goes, I can do anything. I can do anything. And I'm like, 
it was like the shining yeah, i was it, like she's like on the typewriter like yes. i'll work in play makes jack a dull boy i was like you need to like stop drinking i think i think the, the alcohol in this environment the alcohol definitely added to this evil chaotic party energy that she wants to manifest in the house but also uh, I, she's just not truly understanding that alex can have sex with her at this time and have sex with her multiple times and not be that into her mm-hmm. it's just it's not clicking for right. her and yeah at one point uh, in her confessional right after she said all that shit to jordan jordan was like um she was like, we're both Capricorns. We're both goats, but I'm not a scapegoat baby. So go scurry up that mountain. I was like, Jordan loves a little wordplay. Yeah, yeah. She does like that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. That was- and I'm like, she went from Capricorn to goat to scapegoat. And I was like, that was pretty good. Yeah, that was. I actually did like that. Jordan was actually kind of fun this episode just because it was kind of funny to see her reaction to Danielle when Danielle took yeah. her aside and said that horrible stuff to her. Um, and then Brian, I think, calms Danielle down a little bit or whatever, you know, and they get to a good place. But um, it's Danielle is just very upset. And this is all sort of post um, Robert, you know, right. this is again, this is like we're seeing alternate versions of what could have happened uh, with Rachel Levis after James, where mm-hmm. James Rachel was doing this exact shit, but she was just secretly doing the worst thing in the world with Sandoval. This is another minor version of that. People with broken hearts who are sort of lashing out. And it's like Rachel Levis, um, uh, Taylor, Taylor. and Green, and Danielle are like just all people that are grieving, brokenhearted Mm -hmm. from a uh, relationship. And we're seeing the aftermath Wreaking havoc. Wreaking havoc for the most part. (laughs) Wait, who's not wreaking havoc? Well, we're all... Oh, no, no. Rachel Levis wreaked absolute havoc i mean she torched she scorched (laughs) she went rogue that she went absolutely rogue (laughs) taylor and green is lesser it's more like um yeah just a more minor version of that and then danielle's on her own journey which i've never seen before this is like (laughs) another version of a scorched earth right you know crazy partying to get over the fact that i'm hurt right um did you watch floody and alex on watch what happens live i think i think i yes i did i did but is I don't there any anything. tea oh you didn't watch it no i didn't watch it i don't recall except that <laughs> alex said he was like the, he said danielle was nice to me we were kind of talking after a winter house film but then after the reunion or right before the reunion as she started to watch it she like um treated him very coldly okay and i think she he said the reunion he was like the target of a lot of vitriol okay which you can imagine yeah when i can't remember was it danielle and jordan that were on together um Whenever Jordan was on, she was like, really did not have a good opinion of Alex. Like oh. every chance she got, she gave him a dig. Jordan did? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then Jordan was in the audience for Alex and, and Floody. Right. I'm very curious to see what that reunion is going to be like. Because yeah, that's never happened before. No, I don't. Right? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be fun. I'm excited too. Um, and um, yeah, next week, Schwartz is back. Sam visits. Right. Um, so that'll be a breath of fresh air. That show, I mean, it has to almost be over, right? I like, think it is. I think it's only this is be... episode seven. Oh, okay. so, so I think it's going to be maybe eight or eight or nine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been, I mean, it's been fun. I really have enjoyed th- this winter house, you know, era. I think all the cast members were great. Like we've talked about every week. Yeah. And Schwartz was such a fun addition to this group. Yeah. You know, and seeing him at, you know, post Scandal was so interesting. So. Right. Yeah. It'll be, so I guess. When did um, Vanderpump start filming season 11? I think it, we, we talked about this. I think it was like late July. It was like later than we 
expected. But okay. it was like, I mean, like late July, almost like August. And we were like, okay. whoa, that's okay. when it's filming? Yeah. Or uh, no, no, you know, you know what? Like late June and then they ended end of August. I okay. Think. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm like trying to think of how much time Schwartz had in between. <laughs> I know. <laughs> to chill. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. So, well, but, cool. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, this week there are some good I think episodes, right? Yeah, we have to assess what the um, holiday schedule totally. is going to be because I don't know if everything is on during the holidays. I do know that I'm pretty sure uh, Ultimate Girls Trip starts next week, um, which means we won't cover it next week, but probably the week after. I've heard, I think they're going to release three episodes at once. So we're going to, Ramona's going to be back on her bullshit. We have to see what that's all about. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I think, uh, you know, it's the holidays. We'll make it work. Yeah, we will. No matter what they try <laughs> to throw at us, any curveball, we're ready for it. And we will make it work. And we will make a turtle time. In the every... words of Tim Gunn, what make, he... make it work. Oh, he says that? Yeah. Wow. I didn't know Tim Gunn said that. <laughs> well, we are going to do exactly what Tim Gunn says. And um, so, yeah, Amy and I are going to leave now and go to sleep. <laughs> Say goodbye. Say goodbye. We want you to sleep good. Have a wonderful, wonderful night. If you want to hear Amy and I talk even more for some reason than we did right now, <laughs> you can always subscribe to our Patreon. Yep. We're on season three of Vanderpump. It's iconic. I was listening to our Tears Over Miami episode, you know, the one that we recorded yep. season three where it's like Sheena and Shay's bachelorette trip in Miami. Yeah. And I was proud of us. Uh-huh. I was proud of us. It was entertaining. Yeah, I was like, even our most dog shit episodes where I absolutely <laughs> think that they're one of the worst episodes we've ever recorded, not saying that this episode would be one of them, uh, personally for me at all, but um, I then go back, I'm like, did we bring it for Tears Over Miami? And then I listen to it, and I'm like, we're talking about Denny's Moons Over Miami menu, we were being kind of silly about, uh, you know, just random stuff, and I'm, I was proud of us, Yeah, I'll just say that. Sometimes we bring it. Sometimes also you just want to listen to two people talk and maybe they'll say something fun or funny or have a good take and you're like, oh, that's good. But then I'll just listen to this lull of them talking where nothing is good or entertaining. We're just here to distract you from your thoughts, whether it's entertaining or not. We can at least put sound in your ears. We, yes. Oh, yeah, exactly right. We could just be sound in your ears. Just what Amy said. Um, maybe if this episode was bad, people can use it to fall asleep too. Yeah, I will say I should have said this up front. I should have done a warning. This might be one to go to sleep to, right? <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe people like us more than we think. I hope that's the case. I don't know if this one that could possibly be real. And I'll just say full disclosure, um, I am, you know, tired as hell. And but We partied it, last we, night. We partied, uh, you know. I'm our, sorry to disappoint you, but we did stay out late last night and we drank and it make us, made us tired. Which is irresponsible of us. And we're never going to do that again. Um, and and I, I do think we do one for them and one for us. I did think last week's episode was actually good. We yeah. weren't just lying and then we had to we give them one. We earned some slack. And then we had to give them one absolute dog shit mess where I'm breezing through it and ripping through it as fast as possible. But anyway, we love you so much. That's the turtle time code. But Amy and I love you so much and we want you to enjoy the holidays and we'll be back next week yeah we'll see you then all right sleep good bye this one's for you tonight planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.